0: 18 plus. Three years ago, it's four actually. In
1: 2012, a crack duo—one martial arts expert and surprisingly good mimic, the other a weapons specialist and professionally bearded—were sent to separate recording stations, thousands of miles apart, to do an 80s and 90s action commentary podcast for a crime they happily committed. Something James Spader told them about that involved an industrial drum of coconut butter hand lotion and a common household whisk. These men promptly created a passion-filled wave of action adoration that swept throughout the internet underground. Today, still wanted by Steven Seagal for making one too many jokes about his expanding gut and knitted hair, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you love action, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you should be listening to Dr. Action and the Kid Commentaries. This podcast, people, explodes.
2: Hello and welcome to Dr. Action, the Kick Ass Kid Commentary Podcast. I am Dr. Action.
1: And I am the Kick Ass Kid. And I happen to know that when Dolph Lundgren is oiling up some woman with aloe vera that he freshly snipped from the desert, he's thinking of us so he doesn't get an erection. Hello and welcome to the show. How are you doing, Doc? I'm very well. And how the devil are you? I'm good. I'm excellent. I'm good. I've had a very busy uh, weekend. I've got a very busy week ahead of me. But I'm happy, sir. Very happy. And how about yourself? I'm good. And do we have any uh, news, any action news, any stories, anything uh, since last we spoke? Uh, no. Not really, right? There's not, there's not been any huge action news. A bit of John Wick 2 stuff and... Kind of oh, like
2: Keanu Reeves at the Gun Range. Yeah. That's awesome. That was
1: awesome. People should check that out. Um, but, uh, you know, we've had a couple of trailers drop. We've had the uh, Ghostbusters trailer. That's a bit of a th- thoughtful drama, that one. And um, <laughs> we've had the uh, Captain America Civil War trailer drop. Um, and uh, I'm going to reserve my opinion on both those films until I've actually seen them. Uh, all I'm going to say is neither trailer set my pants on fire the way it seemed to other people's, but that's just me uh one trailer of those got me very uh, moist around the pant area
2: right uh, and one of them just made me go ugh and it's not because it's fucking women and right. it's not because there's a black woman in it and she's <laughs> she's a train driver or whatever the fuck she is neither sexist nor racist it's just not funny that trailer wasn't funny in my eyes of course sub- comedy is very subjective
1: Right, of course, yes, indeed, um, but that happened, so that dropped, and that's you know that caused the internet to implode for two or three days and i was listen, I was part of that implosion. I used to be a big uh, and still i 'm a big ghostbusters fan i mean i 'm not like uh you know p- p- throwing my body down onto the road of ghostbusters and stopping anyone coming down it i just my my, ult- my ultimate problem with it is 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 that it is a reboot. And that even from the trailer, it seems like they are redoing certain things. And my feeling is that it wouldn't have taken a lot of effort to have gone, this takes place in the world where the Ghostbusters exist. Since we last saw them in the second one, ghost problems have expanded across the country. So the Ghostbusters are kicking it in New York and maybe even have like some younger counterparts or whatever in New York and then we cut to Philadelphia, or we cut to Chicago, or we cut to L.A., or we cut to wherever, and there is a team of women, Ghostbusters, who have their own issues. Start story from there. Like, I don't see... Start it off as they've franchised it. That's what I mean. That's, what I, that's yeah. what I mean. So you you can do a retread, because it'll still be like, who are these people, and how did they become Ghostbusters, and blah, 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 blah. Like, it'll still be the story of forming the group of women, but it will take place in the Ghostbusters universe. The original Ghostbusters will be there doing their thing and maybe training some younger people because they're all old or whatever. You have ten minutes of that at the beginning of the movie, and then you cut to wherever, pick a city in the US, and in come the women, and ghosts start happening in their city, and they have to get together and fight the ghosts along the way. You can have all the jokes you want and feminism comments and whatever it is. And I think that that just that just would have, A, you could have done exactly the same movie, you could have appeased the fans, and that would have brought it all together, and I would have been much happier with that than what I'm getting presented, which is, oh, look, this is a reboot that acknowledges the original and has, like, nods to the original, but is also in replacement of the original, because it doesn't take place in the same universe, but we're also going to have, like, redos of the ghost in the library and blah, blah. Like, it just, that's what was problematic to me. Like, I just... Blech, you know what i mean and the fact that the trailer didn't have a joke in it that i didn't see coming from 75 miles away that was my other problem was that every single joke you're like oh she's gonna hit her and then go ow that's gonna leave a mark you know what i mean like that joke is just gonna be in there and away we go so th- th- that was my issue beyond that um i asked my questions of a few of my female friends and my african-american friends about The Leslie Jones character and about some other jokes that were in it and about their feeling uh, about um, the way that it's set up. And they were all fine with the way the trailer looked. So any question of sort of racism and sexism, I've checked my, uh, you know, I've asked the questions that I needed to ask about that and got great answers. So I take that to be those problems that other people had with it not me those problems that other people have with it i take that to have been dealt with by the people who should care about it which are african-americans and women and i've checked so like as far as i'm concerned like that's good that those issues shouldn't be issues you know what i mean mm. um beyond that i look at it as an action comedy and uh I, you know i'll still be going to see it because i feel like it's one of those that probably should be seen before i discuss it um and i do like um is it Kate McKinnon? Is that her name? I don't know. Uh, the blonde one who's sort of playing Egon. Um, <laughs> I have no idea, dude. Her uh,
2: age Melissa McCarthy. Uh, Kristen
1: Wiig, Leslie Jones, and I think it's Kate McKinnon. But like, I'm a big fan of Kate McKinnon, like a huge, huge fan of Kate McKinnon on SNL. So I'm I'm gonna go watch it for her. Um, it, and it, listen, it'll probably be it'll probably be a really good film. Um, well, Spy had a shitty trailer, and Spy turned out to be really good. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I,
2: I, it's not on my radar. I'm not. I mean, I love the old Ghostbusters one and two, but I just don't fucking care about seeing another one. Even yeah. I think, even if if the old cast reunited, I don't think I could. I, you know, it's it's done, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's also difficult as well because like New York is different now. You know what I mean? Like, there was an attitude to New York in the 80s and the early 90s when they did the first and second one that kind of Dan Aykroyd was drawing from. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. in the script, especially the second one, I guess, where he's like, you know, it's every New Yorker's right to be a miserable bastard. Like, that whole attitude of New York doesn't really exist in the same way anymore so i you know i find like that that's difficult but i haven't seen it so i don't know what they're going to do with it you know there's a they've shown a possession thing in the trailer where people get possessed you know i don't know how they're going to go down that road you know i just i don't know what they're going to do with it so i can't really comment on any of those aspects i just think that i wish i wish to some extent and this is the same with most remakes that they let a lot of our a lot of those franchises like die and have a happy memory rather than like dredging them all up and you know i've there's part of me that i'm like oh now nine-year-olds are going to be running around and being like that's ghostbusters when it's not ghostbusters (laughs) yeah Yeah. so and I, i like i was saying when it dropped like i have that 50% 50% of me is like, oh, I'm old and I don't care and whatever, get on with it. And then the other 50% of me is still a little bit nerd ragey. You know, I still have that nerdy geek, like, no, leave my childhood alone thing. And I can't, I can't kind of drop that. I just, it's just in me, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't get rid of that all the time. You know, I try and not listen to it too much. but
2: Yeah, I mean, so the thing is, I, I, I've got, I've got over in the cupboard... And am recording. There is a Blu-ray copy and it's got Ghostbusters one and two.
1: Doc records in a cupboard, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah,
2: yeah, they're recording a cupboard with Harry Potter. And uh it's there it's <laughs> there for him. me. Harry Potter <laughs> blowing him, Yeah. And it's there for me to watch, so I'm not I'm not sort of, you know, I'll let them have the Ghostbusters. If that's what they think Ghostbusters is, you know, they'll be they'll be amazed. If yeah, nobody's ever seen Ghostbusters and they'll go and watch the new one, come out and watch the other Ghostbusters and go. You know what, the, the old ones are a lot funnier.
1: Well, also, the other thing is...
2: And that's uh, not to say it couldn't be funny. No, I get it. Being in. I get it's it. just, I don't... I don't know it's just not my comedy, but it seemed to be like yeah. universal comedy in the uh, 80s when they did the first one. Right. This, this new one's just like, oh, oh, we're ghostbusters and we're ladies. Oh, and if you don't find it funny, you're a sexist bastard. It's like, no, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I, just be funny.
1: I can't, I can't, yeah, I mean, I can't talk to that. And I, like I say, that whole uh, aspect of it, I'm not, you know, I'm not really going to yeah, get it's it. It's not as though in the original Ghostbusters,
2: Bill Murray went round shooting his proton pack and going, huh, you couldn't do this if you had a vagina.
1: No, do, right. do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know. I do. I do. I know exactly what you mean. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it, that, like I say, that aspect does not bother me at all. That aspect was never the issue. I think that it's a, um, I think that if I hadn't seen other Paul Feig movies where he addressed those issues, uh, with a lot of empowerment rather than addressing them with just, like, there's no jokes in Spy where it's like, um, where it's like oh she's it's only funny or or it's it's i'm a woman and therefore it's funny do you know what i mean like it's Mm. spy more comments on the idea of everyone else is telling her oh you can't do this because you're a woman or because you're overweight or because you work behind a desk or whatever it is and the whole movie and a lot of the jokes come out of the fact that she is proving to people she can do it and i think that there's two that's good cool. that's cool. Yeah, there's two good things there. First of all, that's not going like women, women, women the whole time. But secondly, it's also a storyline you could give to anybody. Like it could be a guy who was, let's say, weak and feeble, or it could be a old person, or it could be uh like a John Candy. Or like it could be anyone that people are like, Oh, you're never gonna make it, and then they make it. Like that story is universal it doesn't have to be a woman it doesn't have to be a guy it doesn't have to be a gay guy it doesn't have to be a black guy like it doesn't matter it could be it's a universal story so i think they did very well with spy with telling a feminist message but also telling a story that anyone can relate to do you know what i mean and that's yeah. like i posted an article today online that was really well written and it was like and it was talking about feminism saying like feminism is not you know burn all the penises feminism is equality. Like, that's what it should be. Um, and therefore, uh, it, it should be a story that applies to everybody, not just a story where you're either laughing at it because it's women or you're having to sit back and go, well, it's women, so we need to give it respect or something. You know what I mean? Like, it needs to be equal, which is, which, which which is, is what is you're saying. I, you're saying it needs to survive on its comedic Yes, uh, because I've,
2: I've seen some of the comments that the directors made sort of like, you know oh, you need, to, you need to go out and get a life because you don't like it. It's like, no, sorry, a lot of people, if, if, you've been, if you've watched a trailer and you've said, I don't like it, it's shit because it's women, that's sexist and it's wrong. Right. That is really wrong. I've watched it and gone, it's not funny.
1: Right, no, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, and you don't... And, you know,
2: if, if the director can't take that, then fuck him.
1: But I think that's I think what he's referring to, if he's referring to anything at all, he's referring to the biggest, loudest voices were not the people saying uh, it's not funny and the CGI looks shit. The biggest, loudest voices were the people saying, and these weren't our voices or the voices in the group. So we didn't necessarily see this aspect of it. But there yeah. was a lot of articles written in the days after the trailer broke showing tweets and and tumblers and Facebooks and messages and all sorts of stuff, which were from sexists and were from racists and were from people who were... Oh, that's
2: ridiculous. I mean, those people right. shouldn't be listened to anyway.
1: But, they, but that's... I think that's who he's responding to. I don't think he's responding to people going, it's not funny. Because, like... You, you, that's subjective, so everyone can kind of go, okay, well, you didn't find it funny. I don't think he's the kind of director that if you don't find him funny, he's going to get upset about it, you know what I mean? I don't find Judd Apatow funny, but, you know, so whatever. Um, but, like, uh, I think he he was responding to the vast amount of sexism and, and racism that the trailer got and i think that we don't see that because none of our friends and none of the people we follow are those people no, you know what yeah, i mean you're probably right yeah, you're um, probably right. like i saw a lot of nerd rage because it was uh ghostbusters i saw a lot of um uh, cgi looks crap which it kind of did um and uh i saw a lot of uh it's not funny comments you know um and and that's that's where I was you know that's where I kind of came from I didn't come from it on any other thing because so, I you know and you know the only thing I have on a comment on the women thing is I why not give um, women their own franchises why does it have to be like now here's the Ghostbusters with all women other than Hollywood wouldn't necessarily finance something unless it's a proven name you know the, the the funny thing about dan Ackwood's movies certainly the the most successful ones ghostbusters and blues brothers and things like that is they come with um logos he's very good at marketing you know like mm. that image of the black hat and the black sunglasses or the image of the ghost with the line through it or whatever it is like he's very good at having those brands you know so like the studio just want to do that. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, like, a Blue Sisters or something, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, and if we do, that we do, like,
2: whatever. Or well, the okay. Ghostbuster symbols are line through it with a big pair of tits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but would you be saying, I don't want uh, ghosts with big tits, or would you just be saying, I don't want big tits?
2: Uh Ghost with big tits. Ghost with big tits. Okay. I mean imagine if you're trying to do your work and you got that behind you. Yes. Yeah, you won't tr- get any work done, it's would you? Diff-
1: no, you'd be masturbating all over the place. Or rubbing yeah. or if you were Dolph Lundgren, you'd be rubbing aloe vera on yeah, it. Yeah. Like, John, have you got that <laughs> report ready for me yet? I was too busy masturbating to this ghost with big tits.
2: <laughs> oh, I saw it, don't worry. You're only male. Yeah. See, you and- are only male.
1: Yeah. With a tr- weaker sex. Trouble is Trouble is, if you spunked on ghostly tits, it would just go right through the ghost and oh. <laughs> uh, <coughs> fall onto the floor behind you. Maybe soiling uh, your mother's favourite bedspread, and then you'd be in trouble. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Uh, no, so it's all good. It's whatever. Who gives a fuck? At the end of the day, who gives a fuck? Um, so, uh, I don't think we've got any other news. Um, the Civil War uh, trailer, I, I, I mean... I, I will go and see it, and I'm reserving judgment. I have very little comment on the trailer other than... Uh, because I don't know the comic books and because I don't read every blog about the Marvel Universe...
2: It's oh, I don't. I've read the comic book, though, and I'm really excited for it. I can't wait. but, so but, it's,
1: but No, I was going to say the trailer spoiled a lot for me, I was going to say, so that was... that was.
2: One yeah, it did for me because I've read the comics. So. Right,
1: yeah, no, no, I, I get that, and I although, understand although, they can't...
2: Although Marvel will probably change it up a bit.
1: Right, but I, and I know they can't protect people from everything and I know that they feel like oh we have to show that the fans that we are doing it seriously and we have you know.
2: I like, I, I think I, I did a post, I did, didn't do a post I commented and said I think this is more to do with the DC rivalry with Marvel you know it's sort of like they release a, a new trailer for Batman versus Superman and every, you know everybody's talking about it. the last Batman vs Superman trailer for me, I know you're, you you'd couldn't give a shit because it's sacked Snyder and all that shit yeah
1: hack Snyder
2: yeah Uh, yeah, hack Snyder uh but it looked awesome with Batman kicking the shit out of everybody everybody was sort of like oh Batman's being done right in it that's great so I think Marvel's retaliation was right let's put Spider-Man in the next fucking trailer just to shut them up because then all of a sudden everybody's talking about them instead of DC
1: yeah no I no. I understand that I mean you know um it, it, and I and I get the need uh, business wise to do it and mon- monetarily or, or mm. to do it. I I just I don't know. I, I think I I I again it's nostalgic. It's nerd rage. It's whatever. Like I just miss the days where you could watch a trailer and go, oh, I want to see that, but I haven't already. No, I think that's
2: the internet, though, isn't it? I think it's the internet. It just used to be when they said TV spots, they were just literally on the TV. Now you switch on Facebook and you you see it automatically. It's well, every it, everything's so.
1: But also, there tra- for everybody. trailers have become very generic. Like it's always the same.
2: Well, people know? do twenty-minute reviews on iTunes, on our YouTube of just the trailers, going into every little thing. They it's should like...
1: masturbate like I did. Like when <laughs> I was a teenager, I used to wank off. I didn't used to watch a trailer and then go online. And although we've just talked about the Ghostbusters trailer for fifteen minutes, so maybe. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but we're talking about the political messages of the girls. Yeah,
1: I was sitting on my pipe and (laughs) uh, blowing smoke out of my
0: arse, boy.
1: Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, let's do our week in action. What do you watch?
2: What have I watched? Right, since we last recorded... Right, I watched... <laughs> American the Man from Laramie with James Stewart. Pray for Death with Shokasugi. Rambo with Celeste <laughs> Sloan. Pray Fire for cr- Death
1: is fucking awesome, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? It, is like, good.
2: it is good. Yeah. For me,
1: two best Shokasugi movies, Pray for Death and Rage of Honour.
2: Best yes, two, hands down. Yes, I've got those. Yeah, uh, anyway, Rambo, so, uh, Rambo, nice. Fry Creek, James Stewart. Okay, James Stewart, Winchester seventy three, the Far Country, James Stewart. You see, a, you see,
1: a, I'm seeing a, a theme. Pattern. I'm seeing a yeah. theme.
2: Uh, Dave Anger, James
1: Stewart, and I want <laughs> to fight yeah. cowboys.
2: Yeah, I'm a westerner. <laughs> uh, Dave Anger, Lee Van Cleef, London is uh, fallen with Gerard Butler.
1: Okay, so don't spoil it for me because I will be going to see it. But uh, compared to the first one. Uh, if the first one for me is like an 8 out of 10, would you agree with that, 8 out of 10 for the first one? Yeah. Okay, where are you putting this one, just out of 10? I'm
2: probably putting it a little bit lower, maybe 6 or 7. It's good, but right. it's just one of those films that you really enjoy, then you sort of walk out and go, what happened? And you go, I
1: can't remember. Can't remember, can't remember. Is it? Oh, <laughs> one more question. The first one, what I liked about it was um, like... It, it didn't shy away or wasn't afraid of being uh, graphic. You know what I mean? Like, they go oh, no, down no, no, no. of people it's, and there's lots of gore uh, and everything else. It's, so. it, it's
2: not like Taken out of sort of...
1: They haven't PG'd it, it up, have they?
2: No, no, no. There's plenty of swearing, plenty of uh, violence.
1: Gore and death and... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's good. I mean, it's good. Yeah? It's
2: one of those films that you just put on and you just watch.
1: Does, it- does Morgan Freeman at any point unzip, unsheath his penis and then fire a nuclear weapon from the end of it?
2: He does actually. And uh, you know that woman who's. I thought so. I thought so. I thought so. I thought so. Sorry. You know, uh, Melissa Leo.
1: Oh, the one who's who's all like, Mr. President.
2: (laughs) God save her. Uh, She starts to do that at one point and he just gets out and twats around the face with his big black schlong.
1: Does she get like all beaten up again
2: (laughs) in it? I don't know. She Um, don't. She don't. It's the only thing that was missing. (laughs)
1: Excellent. Did you, so, did you watch anything else, sir? Uh,
2: yes, uh, The Rare Breed. Nice. Uh, Jimmy Stewart. a uh, Yeah, I watched a lot of Jimmy Stewart. Uh, High Noon with Gary Cooper. <laughs> OK. And uh, The Oxbow Incident with Henry Fonda. Is it good, sir? You gave it a rave review on the group. The Oxbow Incident is a fucking classic. Excellent. I have to watch that then. Really good. It's it's not like I've mentioned loads of westerns there where it's like you know shooting and everything. Right. Uh, But this one is sort of more. uh, It's more people
1: walking around lakes and talking about their geological differences. (laughs) (laughs) Now this one's called an Oxbow Lake. Why Why would I want to kill
2: an Apache? Uh, This is the, the Oxbow incident is about them going out to find rustlers, cow rustlers, and when they get there, they decide that they're going to do uh, frontier justice and just hang the guys before the sheriff actually gets there. And it's a case of, well, we don't know if they're innocent or not. Um, And that's that's what it is, really. It's 75 minutes, but uh, the ending's pretty gut-punching, but it's a fucking good, good film. It's really good highly 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 recommended
1: excellent um and uh okay so my weekend we've just got the most bizarre message on our facebook group uh from someone i don't know it says kick-ass kid missed you at horror realm pittsburgh which i was meant to go and i didn't because i didn't have the money um and i was meant to go with kim said i told i was told you got engaged nope uh <laughs> Uh, it says congrats. No, I didn't. And then he said, "What do you and Doctor Action think about Hardcore Henry?"
2: Hardcore Henry. It's uh, it's Tim Roth and uh, Charlie Takeoff. It's the it's the first person.
1: Okay, no, we can talk about that in the show. Forget it then. Okay, I, we can talk about it. it? it on the show.
2: I haven't seen it. No, no, no. No, it looks awesome. I can't we can
1: say see what what do we think about it, but uh, we'll 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 talk about that in the I show. Told
2: you, got engaged.
1: Yeah, that's oh, weird. Shit. They're...
2: How, how much of a stir do you make at Horror Realm in Pittsburgh if everybody's walking around going, hey, oh, John Cross has got engaged?
1: Yeah. Oh, no, I made a big stir. I made a big stir when I was there last time and uh, impressed a lot of people. Obviously, um, you got engaged. Apparently so. So uh, <laughs> let me go through my, uh, when did we record last? <laughs> we recorded when we did American Ninja 2. So I've not seen many. I, 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 we talked about pre- Pray for Death before, didn't we? Yes. Um, since then, i uh, seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, awesome. by far my favorite Indiana Jones film. Now that, now that Kim and I have revisited the first three, um, by far my favorite. Just just awesome. Love Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, especially Denim Elliott and Sean Connery at the end of the tank. My favorite yeah, sequence. We yeah, uh, watched the young Sherlock Holmes, uh, which I... Remember enjoying as a kid and equally enjoyed as an adult. Great soundtrack, awesome like adventure. It's not like action action, but it's adventure action in the same way that Indiana Jones is. It's um, so good that even my wife commented on your post about it. Yeah, she did. She did. And it's, in, it's also got that great thing a bit like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom has got where you watch it and you go, fuck, I cannot believe our parents let us watch this as children. It's I don't think just, I've ever seen it all the way through. It's, it's violent and people get, like, burnt and thrown out of windows. <laughs> like, you know, the, I mean, it's killed and all sorts of stuff. Like... People get strangled, trampled by horses. <laughs> it's like proper. it's the proper. 80s. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Like, that's how movies should be now. And uh, that's why I'm so impressed that you have taken uh, one of your uh, daughters in particular uh, to a lot of action movies. And she has taken to them. Uh, that has made me very happy. Um, we watched Thor The Dark World because I'm trying to get Kim caught up uh, in time for Civil War. Uh, so we've got that, uh, we watched Thor, and then we wa- we've got uh, Captain America 2 and Guardians to watch before uh-huh. Civil War. Because uh, she's seen Ant-Man, but, but we kind of watched that first and then went back to the beginning. Um, and then, I re- now this is interesting, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but you can check out my review over at letterboxd.com after Movie Diner. Um, but I rewatched watched Expendables 3, and I was always like lukewarm on Expendables 3. We've talked about it um, a lot on the show. This time round, I really, really enjoyed it. This time round, like, I understood I understood it a bit more and I just enjoyed it a bit more and I let go of some of my... It, it, I, I don't know what it was. I just really enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it more this time than I have done any of the previous times I watched it.
2: That's good. I might have to do the same then.
1: Uh, really, I still really fucking hate the baby spendables, but like... I was able to enjoy, I think in my review, I say something like... The expender babies. The expender babies. I was able to um, enjoy all the stuff that I really loved about it and ignore the stuff that I didn't like about it. I also saw... Because you were skipping it yeah I was yeah, yeah. And, and, and also I don't think I stopped wanking for at least the middle act of the movie which is the best thing to do Like, once Kelsey Grammer comes into it just look away because you don't want to masturbate to Kelsey Grammer that's disgusting I've done it oh Niles and, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but once he comes into the picture look away uh, have a jolly good wank and about 20 minutes later look back and you're in the good bit again um, because I saw it, I watched it more this time, like, when he sends the older ones away, the younger ones... are it for their own good. No, 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 well, yes, but then also the younger ones are so shit that the only people who can save them are the older ones. So I kind of watched it more like the older ones are better, which they are anyway, but, like, that's how I enjoyed I the movie. I think that was thing. the point of it anyway, wasn't it? I think a little bit, it- yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean
2: i have, I'm gonna to have to go back and rewatch it. I've got the Blu-ray, I just never watched it. Well yeah, because like, I was doing going from that study, that standpoint of well, I'm a completist, and I begrudgingly went up to the counter in HMV, handed it over and then went, Have you seen it already? I went,
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean <laughs> just my money. I said I was very lukewarm and not a fan of the Expendables 3. The first couple of times I saw it. I felt I had some scripting problems, some structure and pacing issues, and I hated repeat hated capital letters, the young spendables. I hated, it even more than, I hated it even more that Stallone's character Barney put the whiny, awful young'uns over the older, better originals. However, watching it again, it really, really grew on me. I was able to relish the stuff I enjoy, which I've decided is Wesley Snipes, Antonio Banderas, Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford, the opening action sequence, which is basically like the first act of the movie, um, and the last 35 minutes of action statham being amazing in all the action sequences and arnie with a massive machine gun in a helicopter laughing like a crazy person and then i was able to ignore the bits that are still weak and awful i also watched it this time round. like the movie itself basically thinks that baby spendables are shit also i like to think stallone did what he did and wrote what he did to prove that the oldies are still the best so a much more pleasing and better watch this time round. so
2: right i'm gonna have to rewatch that then
1: Uh, And then apart from that, I watched horror, Masara of Evil, Curtains, and Hills Run Red, which, well, none of those are action movies, so. No. (laughs) Uh, So with that, uh, we should probably start the movie and then um, do the questions and things during the movie because I will need to to go shortly after the film finishes, so we should probably start the movie. Let's get on that, then. Unless you have any other comments. Uh, Water's wet, the
2: sky is blue from Last Boy Scout, that is.
1: Yeah? Good. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I do. Um, so I was going to
2: say, uh, women... Well, I can't remember what else he says. I'm not going to say it because uh, I don't want to get held up of being a sexist.
1: But you are. So it's... It's fine, don't worry about it. I live it. with four women. I have to be. <laughs> Doc is just, uh, uh, you know, misogynist and sexist to redress the balance because he lives with four women. So Yeah, yeah.
2: All right, then. What's interesting,
1: ready? though, is he's bringing up his daughters to be horribly against women, so we'll see how that works out. That'll be yeah. fun.
2: Yeah, they, they go, well, I can do anything I can't, one can't have done, and I go, you can, none of the rest of the women can.
1: No. Um <laughs> No, when, uh, when, you when you can't be a ghostbuster, that's for sure. When your daughters come up to you and say, Ah, right, we can do anything anybody, any man can, right, dad? You just go, No, don't be ridiculous. Get back in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and help your mum with the cookies. Yeah, I'll be in standing here standing up. I'll be in here watching sport, <laughs> touching my knob. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's get going. I'm watching the YouTube video I sent you, um, the digital version that I sent you. Uh, which is on YouTube as Army of One, brackets, Joshua Tree, brackets, 1993, Dolph Lundgren, English subtitle, full movie. Excellent. Right,
2: are you ready?
1: I'm on 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, and the screen is black, sir. Me too. Right. 3, 2,
2: 1, go.
1: All right, then. So the uh, MGM lion comes up and we hear him roar, that all-familiar roar. So when did you first see this movie, dude?
2: What is it, 1993? Yeah. So probably 93 or 94.
1: When it first came out, you were it you were a, came out. a fan of the Lundgren.
2: Oh, yes. It, I uh, immediately rented this from
1: the uh, guy down the road who used to let me rent out 18 rated videos. He, he used to let you rent it out as long as you went in the back and touched his bot bot.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I stick even... two fingers up my arm and <laughs> so let you have it for free. I was like, all right, it's Dolph Lundgren, isn't it? Yeah, and they're only fingers. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> this was uh, renamed, apparently, in the US as um, Army of One um, because they didn't want it confused with the U2 uh, album of the same name um, because people might rent a movie with Dolph Lundgren, a massive six-foot-three Swedish dude in a red shirt on the front with a shotgun, thinking it was Twatty Bono.
2: Yeah, I mean, I actually rented it, Open it, it was, uh, what's it? Just shooting Bono in the face repeatedly. (laughs) I was like, finally, they've got my mail.
1: Boy, listen, Edge. Why don't we write a song that goes like twiddly 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 twiddly? (laughs) And uh, I think (laughs)
2: that's.
1: (laughs) I think that's a good idea, Bono. Why don't we do that? Wait a minute. What's that hulking great Swedish guy? (laughs) That would have been an amazing movie. I would have loved that. Here he is showing the wildlife that lives in the desert. And I was only sad to see uh, Ken Feree, uh for just a short period of time. I would have had uh, Ken Faree as the woman in it and uh, had the woman <laughs> at the beginning.
2: I, uh, when I first watched this, so obviously, I didn't know what a Ken Faree was.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a disease you can catch in China. But it's you know also uh, one of the greatest... Uh, American, African-American actors, uh, I think, should have had a much better career in in big Hollywood movies. Because yeah, I think he's I've awesome. met Furry. He's a good guy, isn't he? He's a good guy. He's a nice guy, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's tremendous. He, you know, to us cult fans uh, of uh, horror and action and, and other stuff, he's he is the man. But I do feel like he should have got a bigger dude than he got. That's what I'm saying.
2: Oh yes,
1: he's super cool, isn't he? He, he was is, like yeah. super cool. Yeah, in a way that like people weren't super cool for another like two decades. I don't know what I mean by that. Just he's just super cool. I just mean it's super cool. I just mean you mean it in a good way. I mean in an excellent way. Yeah, he's super. Cool. He, he he should be the army of one. He should be the lead. Lundgren should be, be his driving man. Well, Dolph Lundgren should have
2: played this truck
1: because <laughs> he's big enough. Yeah. It's just Ken Free riding, uh, <laughs> riding Dolph Lundgren with a saddle and Dolph Lundgren just going, I'm a little pony. <laughs> it would have been amazing. Um, this is, uh, of course, famous Shakespearean actor Nigel Flange. Oh, this uh, was
2: supposed to be his big American breakthrough, it but was. it never did pan out for
1: La Flange, did it? No, it didn't, no. But, uh, Shame, got a great arse. <laughs> he... Uh, Brought his own uniform. Yeah. 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 He had that in the cupboard the whole time. Yeah, that's it,
2: that rookie mistake, having your gun showing. Yeah. And wearing a neckerchief. Which is weird, isn't it? (laughs) Because it's America. Yeah. In the desert, western kind of setting... I would have thought most people walk around with guns around there.
1: But it's the neckerchief. So, that's, that's really what it was. It was the it fact means that he was business. Like, He's got a neckerchief. It was like only Roger Moore and Fred from Scooby-Doo can get away with such an outlandish... <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, ..accessory. Let's still, out, still
2: pointing out the racism of the fact that Ken is a black man and he, he's got a gun.
1: And a neckerchief. Yeah. But there he is, shot. And like I was saying to Doc earlier, like... Uh, it's not 100% clear. And I was watching this movie, and I was like, well, this is odd. It's not, like, really clear what's going on. No. Um, and uh, you don't know whether he's innocent or not. You don't know what happened. And, uh, you know, you it's
2: suspect... wait now if he'd just sort of gone down and got his wallet instead of trying to stitch his hand.
1: Yeah, or <laughs> if he'd crawled over and just slipped his hand down his pants. Send me off in style. Eddie! Oh. <laughs> that would have been good. You maybe used some of the blood to lube him up. <laughs> now, I want to point out, Dolph Lundgren, shot once, takes nine months to recover. He's now getting out of hospital and going into prison, so it took nine ma- months ma- to recover. Maybe the
2: bullet made him pregnant.
1: Yeah. However, later in the movie, shot twice, still fine. Doesn't need recovery time at all. In fact, not only that, shot twice and repeatedly punched and kicked in the wound, fine. However, when he first got shot, nine months. I got used to it. (laughs) (laughs) It was like prawns first time I had him gave me the shits. (laughs) But once I'd had him a few times, I can eat them without crapping. Being shot is like eating shrimp. That's the truth.
2: Yes, it is the truth. I've heard from uh, numerous people who've been shot.
1: Yeah, that it's a lot like having... Yeah,
2: it? I've interviewed them on death row with Louis Theroux.
1: Yeah, or or Werner Herzog.
2: That is a lot of fucking windmills, isn't it?
1: It is. But it's uh, also sustainable energy. You know yeah, I mean? so they say. They're actually trying to re g- get rid of that. In some parts of the country. Ohio just signed a bill that was like, no, no more of that renewable energy. Let's go back to that shit that pollutes everybody and kills things.
2: Yeah, we want to get fossil fuels back.
1: They just don't like the windmills because uh, they like to throw their babies <laughs> up in the air. And it was a few, it, it was a few times that they forgot they were underneath <laughs> a wind farm. If uh, they really uh, got rid of them? Uh, no, they but they no. Ohio did just. I don't know if they got rid of them, but Ohio did just sign a bill against Say no more. No, but but against renewable energy, like yeah. it's an anti-environmental law of some kind, which is excellent. Uh, see, so yeah, I didn't understand any of this, but apparently he wants him to get his cock out. I was thinking, I want to see your cock. I want to blow you, Dolph Lundgren.
2: I like it. he says I put, took a piss 20 minutes ago. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I had a piss, really. No. I,
1: don't well, I, I, I and... could just before we started recording, so 40, yeah, well, 48 was... minutes ago.
2: <laughs> yeah. I took a piss 49 minutes and 32 <laughs> seconds ago.
1: <laughs> I I take you... a shit while you're at it. Yeah. I see you bum as well. If you need help, i stick this. I'll stick this crunching up your ass all the way up. My my Vera has to do that because I'm all constipated. (laughs) When I go home, I have to stick this drunken up my ass. That's why they put the side handle on it, to stop it going all the way up. (laughs) Beaten up old men.
2: Yeah, it's not much of a fight,
1: really, is it? No, it's always funny when Lundgren has to run. It's always a pleasure to watch. (laughs) He's not quite as awful at running as Steven Seagal is, but he's got a pretty silly run, hasn't he? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. For A, a man of his size should never run. No.
1: <laughs> or or talk very much. I mean, how
2: big his legs are, he shouldn't need to really run. He should just stride.
1: Yeah. Just take hills in a single now That's band. not really
2: warning signal, is that? It's just like somebody going...
1: <laughs> I like how no-one in the prison's really taken any notice. They're just carrying yeah. on with their game. It's
2: like, oh, it's at Lof- Lothran? Uh, Lundgren escaped again. london has yeah.
1: gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's gonna go eat some coyote meat in uh, Joshua Tree. But it keeps coming back to this, doesn't it? It keeps coming back to the desert and Joshua Tree and all that. It's never really kind of fully explained why. I mean, I know his dad lives there, but... I mean, this really. is the place where the streets have no name, isn't it? Look at that in the background. Those two big rocks look like turds. That, look that at rock this
2: looks a bit like an alien
1: He's getting like the moistened water from the vagina of the desert, yeah. draining it into his mouth., oh. and the coyote represents. Sexual father and the desire to ravage a lady. Sexual awakening in Joshua Tree. He squeezes the juice into the fertile ground and tells the wolf libido that he can lap at it. (laughs) That was Mark Cousins discussing... (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if he watched this. He's Uh, had it explode. He would. Dolph Lundgren represents the giant penis thrusting through the American landscape, clutching its gaping wound. Yeah, a Swede in Joshua
2: Tree. A sight has never befallen America like it did back
1: in '93. British man Vic Armstrong films the desert like it is the ravaged body of Lady Liberty herself. (laughs) Mark Cousins does talk a lot of (laughs) twaddle. What do we perceive from this setting? Is
2: it that America is backwards in its small little town
1: with a? pubic-haired man. (laughs) (laughs) This man's hair really symbolises the bush of America. (laughs) And, of course, this movie was made while the first bush was in office. One could even see that the president himself was a massive vagina or pubic mound.
2: (laughs) Pubic man, that's a horrible... Two words. those two words should never go together.
1: <laughs> Mound and pubic together.
2: Did you know it's a bit of trivia? What when she gets her tits out at
1: the end, it's not it's her. a body double. Somebody else, well, yeah. yeah. it's not the end, is it? It's when she gets in the shower. That's right, yeah. Um, but like, I want to know what she now she's a police officer, right? But <laughs> she's dressed up like that, so. Have they been in there all night after, like, a night out on the town? I, I was thinking that, cos there's fuck all in that town. Or... So it's also, they've been disco dancing, Is it? Does she work vice? And is she, was she undercover as a prostitute? Uh, Could have been. I don't know. I'm not commenting that women who wear dresses like that. I'm just... <laughs> just saying. Just saying. <laughs> that She looks like a ruddy whore. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a dirty strumpet and Lundgren is treating her as such. <laughs> uh, look out... Brunette, Ryan Philippi, take that in the gut. There we go. He's able yeah. to do that to the guy in one punch.
2: Yeah, and just remember, we'll find out in a minute, he's also a police officer.
1: Yeah. And this shit's the shittiest police officer ever. Yeah, oh, he's awful. He's, on, he's all about the pussy. I joined the police force to get some of that tasty poon. <laughs> <laughs> some tasty VJ. <VG. laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, But, of course, uh, we need her to become enamoured with the Dolph. Oh, yeah. And why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't she? He's a a hunking stream of Swedish man meatballs. Um, So it's all good fun. Some interesting uh, car stunts here. I love this driving. It's a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. I I like how... He's a race car driver, isn't
1: he? Yeah, I like how from the outside, it looks like he's tearing around the corners, and then when you cut to the inside, it's like, I'm on a holiday trip. Yeah, it's like he's driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. (laughs) Where to, Miss Daisy? (laughs) I would like to go where all the whores hang out. (laughs) Let's go and pick up a prostitute.
2: Okay, Miss Daisy.
1: Now, this guy, Bo Star, on the left... And obviously we're watching this because of the dearly departed Jeffrey Lewis, who passed away recently. Who was in a lot of Clint Eastwood movies, and of course has been in this and Van Damme movies, and lots of other stuff. But the other guy, the guy on the left of George Segal, no relation to Stephen, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) he still has all his own hair. George, CJ's Cafe. Yeah, at Jonesy. Yeah, he had a place here. He does. Yeah, he's got a place in uh, Southern California. Why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> it's all the rage. Uh, Jeffrey Lewis has uh, just come off uh, playing a Broadway rendition of um, Crocodile Dundee. Look at the hat. <laughs> <laughs> he's a method actor. He's still in. He's still in the role. He was. That's not a badge. This is a badge. No, wait a minute. That's not my line. Um, <laughs> But no, uh, that guy there is Bo Starr, uh, brother of Mike Starr, uh, who is uh, known for uh, his performance in uh, Mad the Dog... The Mad Dog and Glory as well with David Caruso and yeah. Robert De Niro. He's also in... Um,
2: Dumb and Dumber.
1: Dumb and Dumber. He's also in Last Dragon.
2: Yeah, he's in loads of films.
1: Yeah, but that's Bo Star, and Bo Star is most famous for his role as the sheriff in Halloween 4 and 5. Ah. Uh, he was also in I want to say he was in Northern Exposure or something, one of those TV shows I never saw that what was he in? Um, Due South, not Northern Exposure Due South Uh, and he had guest roles in Knight Rider and stuff as most people did during the 80s yeah Um, except Hasselhoff who was so drunk he didn't even know he was in the show no, he thought he was in the A-team. <laughs> What's, once he sobered up, he was like, should I really spend all that time with that old English guy? i tell you what, I both thought it being some fucking big stuff. Speed,
2: good fellas.
1: Go yeah. I've been
0: thinking about
1: it before, like... But still most famous for Halloween 4. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Poor bastard. Holiday row he knows that desert like the back of his hat. But he always wears gloves. Shit, get after him. Um, I love George Segal in this movie. Uh, normally you would not expect a man like this to play such a, a violent, sweary, <laughs> conniving asshole.
2: Yeah, he really went against the grain for this, didn't he?
1: But, I mean, he even busts forth the, the cunt word later on in the movie, so... Um, apparently it's one of the
2: one things that he always wanted to get from acting he, he always, always wanted to say, to say it Yeah. he always wanted to say Kant. Yeah. in a, in a, I
1: mean, a Dolph Lundgren see,
2: movie we, we just take it for granted saying it every day right. in Hollywood up until the year 1992 it was banned
1: well he always wanted to be in a Crocodile Dundee movie and he always wanted to be say the c word and he always wanted to um, uh, kick Dolph Lundgren and he gets to do all three in this yeah uh, while smoking a cigar. But I think, I don't know about you, but I think the tash was a mistake.
2: Yeah, it should have had like a goatee.
1: It undermines, yeah, the goatee is really the power of facial hair for the action villain. I hmm. think a moustache, I don't know. It says to me, an accountant with a strumpet wife. I also like how earlier in this sequence we thought she was trying to hide up her boobs, but actually she was trying to hide the pin that let yeah. him know she was a deputy. But she also knows the kung fu. She does. Not that uh, Lundgren uses his in this, trying okay. to
2: try and smoke a tampon. Yeah. So, uh, He's I like tits.
1: Like, you have to take the you have to take the string out first. <laughs> <laughs> take the applicator off. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it, it's an interesting movie. I feel like they spend too long on the plot. And, you know, love Dolph Lundgren, but he's he's not an actor, you know?
2: <laughs> like, no, yeah. you you won't get him
1: to sort of go, uh, we, we're going to get you in this week for King Lear. Yeah, he's got, don't get me wrong, he's got a screen presence, but he's not an actor, you know? So I would say it should have been set up in the first ten minutes and then, it talk. and then it should have been a Fugitive-style chase movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's another bloody windmill. <laughs> Where are we, fucking Holland?
2: I wonder what Jesse Johnson did on this. It was he stuntman, then? Must have been. Sure.
1: I'll, I'll say that, because I don't want to make a joke, just in case he listens. Um, I'm not seeing Dolph Lundgren coming from this old dude. Are you? No.
2: Like <laughs> this is meant no, to be Dolph's dad, isn't it? Uh, I
1: yeah. don't see it. I mean, his mum must be fucking huge. <laughs> yeah. His mum was Bridget Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> There's no fault, honey. Looking hey, at it, me it, now, I look like an old bollock covered in grey hair, <laughs> but I was a stud back in my day. He your, must
2: have ripped through his testicles and grown by himself.
1: <laughs> your mama was seven foot four and blonde. I used to bang orderly. Yeah, I almost fell into a... her. It's actually uh, George Lucas's dad. <laughs> what, well, the dog? No. <laughs> the Going somewhere where you'll need it. But also, at one point, he calls Dolph Lundgren a son of a bitch. It's a bit insulting <laughs> to his dead wife, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe she was a bitch. He's wearing a neckerchief as well. What is it about all the men in Lundgren's life wearing neckerchiefs? I was Freddy and (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Your mama was Daphne. I did her in the butthole. She just eats his sandwich. She just picks up a bit of moldy old sandwich. She's like, I'm going to eat this old fucker's sandwich. (laughs) I love how the uh, the car is called a Woody Special.
2: Yeah, I like how it says Baja, but I always <laughs> just think it says Badger.
1: Badger, uh, Badger on a Woody Special. That's not his mum. That's not <laughs> his mum. No way. His mum was a tasty looking piece than that. Um, <laughs> is that? Did you eat my sandwich? <laughs> a fucking bitch! I was saving that. It's the only food I've had for seven months. Yes.
2: Why'd you eat that for? The dog's been licking it.
1: I made that sandwich out of my own poop nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of protein and peanuts. I got time now. I like that it's called a Woody Special because if you drive very fast, and it gives you a boner. Yeah. I invented it to have specially <laughs> vibrating seats. Gives me a hard on. It's the only way I can get hard now when I'm having it a... Having to fuck the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you may think this is oil, but it's jism. Have some of my jism in a can. Yeah, cow. my
2: my makes cars run.
1: <laughs> You're an old son of a bitch, and I fucking hate you. Get lost. my <laughs>
0: mother.
1: I love that's meant to be his dad. They couldn't have found someone who was over five foot. He looks like a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bilbo Baggins. He looks like Bilbo Baggins and Gandalf had a child.
2: <laughs> yeah, and they moved him out into the desert. No one <laughs> should know of this, Bilbo.
1: <laughs> no one should know of what we created that night yeah, in Mount Doom. Yes. By <laughs> rights, we should drown this. <laughs> <laughs> we should drown this little hairy bollock, but let's send him out <laughs> into the desert, Bilbo. Oh, Bilbo. <laughs> Next time, I'll use a johnny. <laughs> I didn't know you could get pregnant during butt sex. He's you like, can't.
2: Oh, with a... can get pregnant <coughs> from fucking <laughs> arse sex.
1: I didn't know that, Bilbo. Oh
2: dear. So we should make a t-shirt saying, "This is why you should never fuck a hobbit in the arse." Yeah. And just a picture of that bloke. That
1: bloke. Yeah. I'm I'm Bilbo Hobbiton Gandalf. <laughs> Shut up, Dad. That carnage washing. (laughs) I've got a magic ring. Shut up, Dad. (laughs) I don't know about your (laughs) asshole. I like the way he has... Later on, when she becomes enamored with him, she forgets that he fucking wrecks her truck. (laughs)
2: She's got to be insured,
1: she's all right It's, she's like, like, a, it's like flashing her the it's nipple It's like a 50 grand truck or something And he's just like, I'm going to push it down a hill <laughs> Goodbye <laughs> He doesn't need to do that either Because they then go into the city And he's surrounded by police Like if his idea it was like Now let's go hide in the desert, they'll never find us There'd be one thing, but he just walks into the city he's just like, yeah. okay, I'm Dolph Longren. As if you'd miss him <laughs> As if you'd miss him you know what I mean? It's not like you could hide, like, I want to put on a hat and a moustache. No, you're six foot ten, and you're, you're blonde, and you're Swedish, and you've got a <laughs> jaw that could break my face open. And you're wearing prison clothes. You just Yeah, and you got a gun. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, and then, like, this whole sequence showed up, and it was only because the, 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 my friend Eric, who I was watching it with, went, oh, that must be Ken Free's wife and I was like I didn't even know that like they don't even explain that until later on in the movie. Oh of course yeah. It all just got very confusing I thought for a minute I thought for a minute I was like so is, kid in play. is is that his kid um, <laughs> like I thought it would be hilarious if it was um, but it isn't it's Eddie's kid of course it is because back in the day interracial wasn't they they weren't into that. Oh no no no! Hollywood. No.
2: I was does, into it. That kid does look like the kid from Kid and Play, though, did not he?
1: Yeah, probably, probably is. That. Probably is the same kid. But just back in time, gone back in time, because he's younger. in Kid and Play aren't they older in Kid and Play?
2: They are, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that film as a kid.
1: Good hair though, good hair. I'm envious. I can't do that with my hair. I can't do it with my hair. I love some hair like that. I, I, awesome. I'd like to have hair like. The, the woman in the back of the car. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's amazing how we just punched
1: that kid in the arm. Yeah, she doesn't care either. She's just like, yeah, you go, go take my kid down a dark alleyway after punching him. She's got very sweaty cleft. Yeah. That's the other... You know, this movie has two names. That's the third movie title that they hit around the office with sweaty cleft.
2: Like me? Swedish and blonde.
1: I think we could call this movie Sweaty Cleft. Clean up at the box office. I think Army of One would be better. Don't be ridiculous, boy. Everybody loves a sweaty cleft. Unless it's the cleft of your asshole. Well, yeah, of course. Sweaty ass, nobody wants that. Sweaty boobs, everybody loves that. i right, sweaty boob. Just a left one. So what he's trying to say here, this is like where it's meant to be showing that Lundgren's a bit better than you might think. Is he saying, don't turn to crime, kid. Yeah, I I, I do this to kids. I just take them into back alleys. Kids you don't even know, right?
2: Yeah, and reenact this scene. Yeah. I do that and it really fucks
1: them up. Yeah. There's a lot of children in Leicester who cry. (laughs) They're like, Paul, Paul Crowson took me into the... I don't know why they don't They go. Paul Croson took me down alleyway, <laughs> hugged me and said I should get a haircut like kid and play. <laughs> but I'm an albino. <laughs> um <laughs> True story. A lot of albinos in Leicester. It was a, it was an albino enclave back in the Civil War era. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie is gone. Let them- I know a lot about history and shit. I I know all about like Louis Armstrong, the astronaut, stuff like that. I'm walking on the moon. Oh, ladder. Ladder. Stay away to
2: heaven. I'd like to climb up
1: that ladder if you know what I mean, Doc.
2: Well, well, for now if he him, he's just masturbating furiously.
1: Do you suppose Jesse Johnson was on this movie going? So, Unc, why, why are you doing a close up of a, <laughs> yeah, a of a, muff. a of a muff? And he was like, "Shut up, kid. Go yeah. like, <laughs> go run yeah. the the catering or something." Yeah, go you go film
2: school. It's yeah. all about muff. Yeah,
1: I think you'll find. Child that uh when you watch the work of Ingmar Bergman, it's all about the pussy.
0: Yeah.
1: I've had that deer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that deer is actually still alive, its head just went running yeah. through there. Well they keep it out. there.
1: It's like a glory hole, um in uh in this part of the world. The animals, yeah, fucking it. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely despicable, but it's so much uh, safer to do that with a deer than with a bear. Because
2: <laughs> uh, uh, that's from the book, isn't it? Why well, it's better to shack deer than bear?
1: Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Deer, bear, which better? Which is better for bonking?
2: Yeah, don't go bear back.
1: No. Once you go bear back, you never go back. Because you've had your back ripped out. <laughs> it's a whole back themed thing. Gary Daniels wrote a book about it a while back. Yeah,
2: it's a good job. I I got wish that cop instead of air.
1: I was going to say I wish he, I wish he'd taken that cop. I would have watched that movie. Why is it about pictures
2: of like <laughs> model shop?
1: Because this was this was uh, filmed in a hair salon and they didn't take down the uh, <laughs> they didn't take down the pictures. Yeah. This is all like, what kind of a two-bit shanty town are you running in here? This crazy lean-to place. She's like, that's all the women lined up outside look, waiting to get the haircut. Yeah. And Santa. Yeah. See Santa? Yeah. She's, she's like, uh, she's like, why can't we get to get a haircut? Well, we set up a command post. Why do <laughs> you do that in the only salon in town? 2 story
2: to see the price he made people pay. I want to see him to make the price the people like, pay.
1: do you like my hair? No, I'm going go back and have a trim. Yeah, I'm going to go and have a tash trim. I'm going to go in there and have my balls buffed. <laughs> you do ball buffing in here? <laughs> this little old Asian guy comes out the back. I buff balls for you. <laughs> okay.
2: Chicken balls. <laughs>
1: I sucked them in butter. Yeah. Oh, that's so, never good, is it? Now, if he'd had Google Maps, if this was 10 years later and he'd had Google yeah. Maps, he never would have made that mistake. They're checking all the cars. Oh, that's never good, is it? He thinks they're checking the cars for him. They're not. They're checking it for drugs so they can they're get they're high che- later. They're checking it for Michael Douglas, defense. Yeah, or checking it for. I wonder what's in his coat. This is hard on. Booby shot. So much. Like, she is just objectified horribly in this movie. Yeah, she is. Yeah, but so still from Look how tight his
2: pants are. True. It was See, one of the reasons I liked is. it, though.
1: He <laughs> couldn't be more obvious. Like, he's like, what what colour shirt? He'd kind of just stand out, doesn't he? Yeah. I feel like if they'd got him any other colour shirt. it would stand out in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you were be driving along in Sweden. Who's that? Dolph Lundgren.
2: <laughs> well, funny, he's got a picture
1: of me in that shirt. Yeah. If, I, I think it would be really funny if they had a, a, a video, if uh, a security camera picture from that store on the TV. <laughs> 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 this guy's not sure if the Hulking great six foot four Swede is really Dolph Lundgren.
2: Is that Dolph, uh, Dolph... It's like John
1: Carpenter music. It? Yeah, it's not bad. Like, I like the thought behind this movie, and I like this, the, the plot behind this movie. I'm just not sure it was done the best it could have been done, you know what I mean? I feel like if it was a PM Entertainment movie, it would have been more, more action-packed.
2: It's definitely, it definitely would have been more action every five minutes. <laughs>
1: Here we learn she knows how to do come through. He never does his karate in this though, does he? No, he, he didn't. No. He felt he felt it was it. he fucking hates TVs and cakes.
2: Oh yeah, proper western shit. That's like um, uh, shot from like uh, Godfather Part Two there.
1: It's true though. When you fire a shotgun bullet into a cake shop, the entire windows explode. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's because it's something they put in the cakes in America. It's because the FDA don't regulate it well enough. Mm. We put dynamite in our cakes. Oh, okay, that's fine. It's called dynamite cakes. Is that because they're really good? No, it's because I put bombs in them. Don't shoot our cakes with a shotgun. They blow out the whole fucking window. (laughs) I lost four windows before I found that out. And, uh, and of course, watermelons. You saw the truck waiting there to replace all the watermelons. He blew up with one shotgun bullet. Yeah,
2: they're always on standby, watermelon trucks.
1: <laughs> Throughout Southern California. <laughs>
0: Where the hell did you learn, that shit? To protect myself.
1: But, yeah, for some reason, he doesn't use his coke food.
2: No, to protect yourself. You're a bit fucking arrogant if you think everybody's going to attack you. Yeah. But they do, AFA, though, I wonder they? what
1: that stands for. They do, though, don't they? They do all attack him. So she's probably yeah, right. Yeah, they do, yeah, yeah. She's probably, probably, probably right. right.
2: Probably right. Probably right. A-F-A. Oral Fixation Association.
1: Uh, Oh, fuck asses. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucks asses? Maybe he fucks asses. I'm not safe in here. Um, that's for all With none and I fans listening, all two of you. He's always got his hands a little bit leery over, isn't he? Yeah. I've this stayed at it. that motel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's grown, isn't he? He just bought a dirty movie. Yeah. And then he's gone off to have sex with a prostitute. He's a very, very exuberant motel owner, isn't he? He
2: is, he likes his job. Yeah, he's like. I like to think this is like what most like at his job. Saying. Everybody
1: in my motel's fucking. <laughs> this is a fuck Don't motel. Put a black light in the hotel room. I advertise this as one of the fuckiest fuck locations <laughs> in all of fuck fucktown. We. We pride ourselves. It's like McDonald's where they say like 99 million burgers sold. It's like yeah. 99 million semen splashed all over the hotel room. Yeah, yeah. McDonald's, do you want fries with that? He's like, do you want to fucking dildo with that? I can get you naughty paintings and naughty movies and uh, massive sex toys. That uh, velvet painting on the wall done with spunk. Yeah.
2: Well, it's quite funny. It is. She takes, she does this, then on. as she gets in the shower, huge.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're they're not. Yeah, that's not really her. How much long are we going to stay in this room? Why do you want to know? I, can wash my I think <laughs> it's important that we see that, though, for character development. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Orson Welles said the same thing.
2: Yeah. I, I like
1: to see knockers <laughs> for artistic merit. <laughs> I do think so. That when you see the boobies, you understand the woman. If you didn't see them, it might be a man. Yes, they'd be confused about what was going on. So I show them. Just because it's the same with Gash. Yes. to see Gash. I wonder if Jesse Johnson was on, st- on set for this day. He gets home to England, and his aunt asks him. So, uh, did you and your uncle have fun? What What did you get up to? Um, uncle told me that what stays in Joshua <laughs> Tree, what happens in Joshua Tree, stays in Joshua Tree. What What does that mean? Well, we filmed naked ladies. Yeah. What do you mean you filmed naked ladies? <laughs> well. There was this naked lady, it wasn't the actress, it was a, it was a stand-in, it was a different lady. Uh, so I read the script, there was no call for a naked lady. Uh, Uncle had her in his hotel room, he said that he. <laughs> she was just keeping warm in there. Vic, come in here! <laughs> I'm not wishing to imply any impropriety on the behalf of Vic Armstrong or Jesse Johnson. I was merely extrapolating <laughs> possibilities. so yeah. you
2: said that you watched uh, Indiana stay of the Last Crusade. Yeah. Vic Armstrong was the uh, bit for, for Harrison Ford, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was.
1: Yeah, yeah he was. He was. I don't know if he was. I yeah, um, he so, was. I'm sure he was. Uh, I love this guy's jacket with the corduroy arm sleeve pad things. I just wouldn't take, like, oh, it's High Sierra. He's watching. Why did I think it was the Treasure of the Sierra Madre? Because it has the Sierra in the title, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is. I've stayed at this motel, and
2: um, I'm. I'm planning my next trip in to America. I'm going to stay in this hotel room,
1: and uh, I I I splashed my seed. It says, as you go in, feel feel free to come wherever you like. So I yeah. did all over the fucking place. There wasn't there wasn't one surface left clean after I'd left. I. Uh-huh. Um, I tipped well, but um, I left the money on the sideboard where I'd had a wank earlier, and it covered stuck stuck to it. So even the money that I left for the cleaning lady, covered in spunk. Well,
2: that's what they get tips in spunk.
1: Yeah, well they like the spunk, the ladies. So she washed her hair in, makes it all silky and smooth.
2: It's quite funny if she turn around and said, "He's your hero," is he? And he goes just like raises his top lip and goes, "I don't know what you're talking about."
1: What's incredible is that um, her she kept her makeup on while in the shower, and it's perfect. Maybe it's tattoo makeup. Oh, you mean like she had her eyelids and her, her eyes tattooed that way? So yeah, she never maybe, asked, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe she time, of Saves time in the morning, right? I love the way that old guy dies on the TV is if he looks down on his stomach and goes, Oh dear. (laughs) (laughs) I've been shot in the gut. This is gonna be a long, painful, drawn out death. I I like to think at this point when Dolph goes off to sleep he's having a dirty dream about Eddie. Those (laughs) those long road those long days in the truck on the road. (laughs) Keep
2: warm, we have to snuggle. <laughs> no, we'll touch each other's cocks. <laughs> it's an old trucker's secret.
1: That's what it was all about. I've never seen High Sierra, I should watch it.
2: I've not seen that one.
1: I'm free Bogart. He was a good actor, old Humphrey. I liked bogeys; that was my only thing. Who does she look like? I always thought it was the girl from Baywatch. It's not, no, no, no. But she's got something of that, and she she's kind of like an amalgam. He dreams in black and white, like dogs <laughs> see.
2: <laughs> Maybe it's because he was
1: watching Ice Sierra. And slow motion dreams yeah. in slow motion. That would take a long time, wouldn't it?
2: And uh, I dream him in three D. You have to take glasses. I dream, the
1: alarm. I dream in booby. It's because it's all got lots of boobs in it. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that's his cum face. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna
2: get changed my pants.
1: Yeah, Eddie. Oh, come on. Well, I'm going to, do for the first time in a long time, have a Cadbury's cream egg. Hey! Hey It's an old Doctor Action tradition from back in the day and now that we've started doing it more frequently and it's Easter time, why the fuck not? And then I think once we've had the egg, why don't we answer some questions? Cause what, we're about forty minutes into the film, right? Mmm, it's a good egg. And Dolph and the lady are driving in the car at night. And he is off to Severance's wife's place. Some old broad he used to bang.
0: The guy who tried to have you I
2: bet he's going to go and do her in the vagina.
1: Yeah, probably. It's Dolph's style. It's what he's famous for, really. He is, yeah. Yeah, they call him Dolph. He likes it in the vagina. Lundgren. There's nothing dirty about that. I mean, I know the norm is the butthole, but... (laughs) That's the way babies are made. That's the way you do it in Hobbiton, but... um, (laughs) You know, he he prefers the vagina. And look, who are we to disagree with him, really? Yeah, we can do what you want, can't we? Uh, But shall we do some questions? Let's do the questions. Uh, We don't have a huge amount. We have some, though. Um, oh,
2: fuck it. They're all over the bloody place, aren't they? Yeah,
1: are. I'm trying to find them now. Um, all right. So we can do the first one. Uh, Paul Brimner uh, thought that I got engaged. I didn't get engaged, Paul. So I don't know where that where you got that idea from. Um, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, but he's from Pittsburgh. I don't remember him at all. I never. I don't think I've ever met him. If I have met him, I'm sorry, Paul, but I don't. I mean, I, I, I just don't know who he is. Yeah. But, but Obie's. I mean, Pittsburgh's great. People there are great, so it's all good. And he wants us to know what we think of our core Henry or Harry or what, what's it called?
2: Our core Henry, I think. Our core uh, Henry. I don't know. I've not seen it, but I can't wait to see
1: it. I've I seen the trailer. See I worry that... Oh, uh, this is the scene with... Sorry, just to interrupt. This is the scene with Peter Spelos as the barman, one of my friends on Facebook. He's also in Jim Wynorski movies. He plays Orville Ketchum in the uh, Slumber Party Massacre movies. Anyway, anyway, that was Orville Ketchum having his, his little cameo. Yes. Uh, not Orville. Sorry, that was uh, Peter Spellos having a little cameo. Um, so anyway, uh, what do we think? I think Hardcore uh, Harry or Henry or whatever his name is. I think it could be a little problematic. You know what I mean? I think the gizmo or the gimmick of it is going to get uh, a little tired. But I've no idea, like, how they did it.
2: No, I don't.
1: I definitely want to go and see it. It's pretty fucking amazing, the the shots they seemingly have got. Uh, You know, death-defying stunts and stuff. Um, But maybe they're clever, because maybe, like... Maybe because it's filmed first person... That they can hide the rigging, they can hide the crane, they can hide, like, all the wires and stuff. Do you know what I mean?
0: Because
1: mm. it would obviously be behind the camera. So that's how Dolph normally enters houses, just walks through the wall.
0: Yeah,
2: so I think it would be good. It looks like a sort of crank for a new generation, I think.
1: Yeah, it's got that I aspect, does not it, right? It's got yeah, a bit of the I old just, uh, I hope it's done style. well. Yeah. I love Shalto Copley, and I'm a big fan of him. Big fan of Tim Roth. So uh, why, why, why the bloody hell not? I'll be going to see it, definitely.
2: Yes, I will too.
1: So Doug Ferguson then asks on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Action and the Kick-Ass Kid, he asks, how does George Siegel honestly beat Dolph in a fight in this film? Bonus points for discussing the logic-defining garage shootout. Uh, well, we're going to discuss that anyway, because it's coming up. Um, but uh, how does he, George Siegel? I think because Dolph is wounded. Yeah, he's got a gunshot wound. He's got a couple. One yeah. in the leg, one in the side. And, uh, you know, he's he's been through more. He's had to put up with this woman all over him. Look at this. <sighs> he's had to put up with this, just this filthy tart throwing herself at him.
2: Yeah, we take it for granted that we could... Uh not be affected by it but you can
1: he like because you know considering the name of the characters in this movie he likes to consider boning her as severance pay <laughs> see what i <laughs> see what i did there because <laughs> he's called detective severance <sighs> uh, so anyway uh, jason ritter asks jason the Rit ritter asks what do you think well he doesn't actually. So he says what do you think of this Uncoming death race film that was announced with action star Manu Bennett and Malcolm McDowell being in it. I want it all. That That's actually hit. what do you think of this uncoming death race film that was announced with action star Manu Bennett and Malcolm McDowell being in it? Uh, I don't understand the question, Jason. <laughs> cannot wait. <laughs> please, please go back to school or sleep.
2: Um, <laughs> Does it mean Death Wish or Death Race? I don't know. I didn't know this new Death Race film had been announced. Yeah,
1: there's a new Death Race film. Corman, uh, while he did produce the uh, Statham movie, uh, didn't like the fact that it didn't have the original aspect of running over pedestrians, so he wants to remake it Death Race 2050 or something uh, with them going back to running over pedestrians excellent Uh, yeah I don't really have not thought about it enough yeah don't care really Um, I mean you know do we need a remake of Death Race not really original with uh, uh, Sylvester Sloan's great the Statham one I feel is a totally different movie
2: Mm. it's just called Death Race just to appeal to those fans but it's not a bad film
1: well the first one was called Death Race 2000 the remake is called Death Race and this one's going to be called Death Race 2050 apparently
2: yeah, well, good for it. Roger Corman. Yeah, OK. Glad to see you still...
1: Needs the needs money, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Come on, over the uh, In fact, yeah, he made some... Like, there was a couple of business deals or something that meant that Roger Corman, like, lost a whole bunch of money. I was reading an article recently. Oh, dear. I don't know if you read that. Anyway, um... Sean Eddy. Do you know Sean? He's... Uh, he's
2: comment. He sent us a few messages on the... Uh...
1: He commented quite a bit, hasn't he? Yeah. I like it. He says, if your family was kidnapped, who from the action world would you hire to rescue them? For me, it would be Stallone as Cobra. Good choice. So It is a good choice, isn't it? It's a remarkably good choice. I might go Tango and Cash. But yeah, then, if, if my daughter was kidnapped, I would be worried about uh, Kurt Russell trying to have his way with her and uh, then blowing up the whole city looking for her. But yeah. Tango and Cash, maybe. That way I get to see Kurt Russell's mullet up close.
2: Yeah, I think for me, I think it probably would be Liam Neeson from Taken.
1: He's, you know,
2: he's got the cred, is not he? He's, o- we know or- he
1: can do it. The original Taken, though.
2: The original Taken, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, the uh, w- 12
1: rated action. Either that was... or the Expendables, of course. Yeah, the Expendables. Um, I'm just trying to
2: think now who else... Uh,
1: I wouldn't really care that my daughter got kidnapped. It would be more that I'd like to spend time with the, you know, Stallone and Statesman stuff. Sure, she can handle herself, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter Pedro Osman, who is now writing uh, for the theaftermoviediner.com, some excellent reviews of post apocalyptic movies. Check out his article up on aftermoviediner.com. He writes. How did a legendary stuntman stroke coordinator direct this awesome film and follow it up with Nick Cage's Left Behind? I haven't seen Nick Cage's Left Behind, have you? No, I've
2: not, but uh, I guess it's the chance to work with Nick Cage, so... Who doesn't love
1: Bonkers Puppet Cage? Yes. He's a bit... So, yeah, I can see why he did it. It's because they're both big Superman fans, I bet. Yeah.
2: Uh, Jason Ritter again, with John Wick 2 being filmed right now, who would you like to see in a future John Wick? It could be anyone. Uh, anyone.
1: Well, in the first movie, it's Willem Dafoe, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who would I like to see in a John John Wick film? I think Steven Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Well, why not? Why not? Why not indeed?
2: Why, why not, not indeed? Why, why, not? why, not? why not indeed? Why um, not indeed? Yeah.
1: Timothy Dalton.
2: Yep, Timothy Dalton. I could go for. Oh, I'm going to go for. It could be anyone. Um, I tell you what, I'm I'm a huge on Her Majesty's Secret Service fan, so I'm going to say George Lazenby.
1: Let get Lazenby in there. Uh, Why I not? George Lazenby as the Pope in John Wick Two. <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I want to see. Uh, or, or either like George Lazenby is Crocodile Dundee's uncle in. Yeah. John Wick 2, yeah. You call that a cock? Well, this is a cock. Yeah, John Wick 2, the the Hogan years. Yeah, John John Wick 2, never too young to die 2, and uh, George Lazenby fights. Um, well, it wouldn't be. Well, I suppose it could still be. Um, what's his name? What's his name? Who's the? Uh, who's the singer? Of Kiss. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. He plays the transsexual, doesn't he? In uh, Never Too Young to Die. Yeah. So uh, why? Well, just... Oh, Yahoo! Serious. Yahoo! <laughs> Yahoo! Serious in John Wick. Yeah. Um. I don't. Yeah, that'd be good. John Wick Down Under <laughs> uh, with Yahoo! Serious, Paul Hogan, and George Lazenby. Yeah, that's what I'd like to see.
2: John Wick to the Australian years. Yeah.
1: John Wick Two. He's in the Outback, yeah. uh, and it's basically like... Um, John Wick down under. Yeah. Uh, John, you can't burn the wick at both ends. Um, <laughs> See what I did there, John? Yeah, I like it. Uh, why don't we have another <laughs> beverage and discuss it uh, over a beer? Um, it's got him, Richard Norton, crops up as cameo. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, probably that fellow who plays the Aboriginal in... Um, uh, Crocodile Dundee One. Yeah. With the jean shorts. Yeah, I wonder if he's still alive. He probably is. Probably still wearing those jean shorts. I probably kept him alive. Covered in spunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> uh so yeah, I, I would go for the all Aussie version of John Wick. How about that? That's that's what we're gonna go for. So yeah, we're coming yeah. up we're coming up now on the the, the Garage shootout, which uh uh, the guy who made the, Vic Armstrong uh, Louis' brother <laughs> <laughs> I directed an action movie shoot the gun I shoot the gun when I spunk on your back um <laughs> will you still love me in the morning when I've spunked on your back uh, <laughs> So Vic Vic Armstrong um, apparently uh, was very uh, shy to have met John Woo at a a premiere for this movie and said, sorry, John, I kind of imitated you in the garage shootout. And Apparently John Woo responded and said, don't worry, old chap, I've been uh, copying you for years, apparently. Yes. it's apparently what happened. Um, So, yeah. Um this coming up is his it's sort of like the first big action set piece it's really like the only big action set piece in the whole movie isn't it it is yeah but it's also at the kind of crux of the story once all the kind of pieces of the puzzle of Lundgren's life have kind of been put together it's sort of the turning point where she goes from captive to like what like a teammate sex say.
2: yeah oh teammate teammate yeah what is your girlfriend watching?
1: Uh, Cloak and Dagger.
2: Really no, oh, I've, um, I've never seen it. I do like this question though from Andreas Bengson. Could Winnie the Pooh shirt be less
1: revealing? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be. It, uh, it could be. Could it be less revealing? <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, it could be. You could yeah. see his nips. You
1: could see his nips. You could see his uh, Winnie the Pooh boobs. <laughs> Winnie the Poobs. You could see his Winnie the Poobs. And b- b- I believe that Winnie the Pooh has pendulous breasts. I'm just going to go on record as saying that. <laughs> he's always got them uh, Got
2: them there. Uh, stable. In that little cute shirt he wears. Sexy little bastard.
1: I think that Winnie the Pooh and Dolph Lundgren look a bit alike in this movie.
2: Who? Winnie the Pooh?
1: Because <laughs> of the red shirt. That may be what caused Andreas <gasps> Bengtsson be awesome to do it after this gunfight. If you turn around. Like, oh bother! Hello, Jimmy. I got piglet <laughs> up my ass. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she's watching Cloak and Dagger with with uh, with Bacon and uh, Elliot from ET in it.
2: I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I didn't even know it was a thing.
1: Well, it is a thing, and she's watching it, and uh, she just posted about it to say it's the best way to spend an afternoon while we're talking drivel in here. I can think of a better way. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, I'm not insinuating anything, my darling. You are wonderful, and you're more than welcome to watch Cloak and Dagger because I know I know she'll be listening to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cloak and Dagger, probably the best film. Oh, it's me. amazing! It's one of the best films. Who doesn't know? It's the best film that?
2: called Cloak and Dagger. story, is. Kevin it's... Bacon, and C- that's the highest compliment I can give. Has it got Kevin Bacon in it? You
1: just said it did. No, I said it had Elliot from ET in it. I think it
2: said Kevin Bacon as did well. Did I sorry. say
1: Kevin Bacon in it? <laughs> I don't know. It's also got, uh, like, uh, what's his name? Ricky from the um, the Royal Family in it. Look, what's his name? Look at the pictures she put up on. Uh. Yeah, it looks like Doug Tilly. <laughs> it does look like Doug Tilly, but it also looks like, what's his name? Not uh, Ricky Jabot, Ricky Tomlinson from. Uh, oh, does, the Royal Family, yeah. yeah. I tell you what, Elliot from E.T. Um My it, ass. Is he is he Northern he is Northern, isn't he? Mm. He's man isn't he mank? No, he's Scouser. Oh he's a Scouser, is he? All right.
2: Oh alright, we're getting to the gunfight now. Yeah.
1: Listen here, Elliot from E.T. I tell you all about the Beatles. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, let's let's get into this. I, I, I like this. I I would have gone I think this should have come earlier in the movie. And there should have been maybe two or three of these.
2: Yes. You know what I mean? Is...
1: How does this, though, for you, go up against Mission of Justice garage sequence? Because that's a good garage sequence, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is a good garage sequence. This is more based on, like, the the em ups rather than the kung fu, isn't it? This Whereas... is
2: pure heroic bloodshed from uh, John Woo. Yeah.
1: A it, he's a DJ he DJs all of Vic Armstrong's big action sequences he's like and coming up next to Death and Carnage from <laughs> Dolph Lundgren um, after that it's ELO with Hold On Tight to Your Dreams I mean this is pure
2: charging fat two guns yeah oh he's awesome probably wouldn't shout, because that gives away your position. It does really.
1: Uh, Alf Leong. Alf Leong is in this, yeah. yeah. Don't you say Alf Leong? That's his American name, Alf. Alfred. He also played the alien in that popular sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s. Oh, Alf. He doesn't like cats. Alf no, Leon. he eats them.
2: It's kind of funny, that I wonder if they got the Chinese guys in, in it to be... Uh, the guy's being shot to sort of draw in the Asian market so it looked
1: like a John Wu film. Possibly. Uh, but Lundgren's been in a John Woo film, it's just not a very good one. Yeah, blackjack. It's not good, is it? No. What happened to John Wu? John Wu he got he got led over
2: to America, didn't he? Although I think I think face offs awesome. I think uh it's awesome.
1: Um, Squibs talk, are great, it's
0: it?
1: fucking amazing. Wait, right, but like, no, but what I mean is, why is blackjack so bad? Why he has to tone it down, doesn't he? I? I like that, blowing off the two legs like that. Yeah. I love how I there's think... just one white chap. Do you notice that? Like, the rest yeah. are all Asian. Then there's one, like, beefy white guy. Yeah, and, like, the Asian there. guys, look, the Asian guys keep blowing up the paint while he's trying to get by. Come stop it with you, I'm trying <laughs> to walk. All right, calm it down. Then he wanders off. No, I'm just going to come for here. They're that fucking car, although I would quite like a car painted like that. Might be quite fun. It's just going to spray the guy. And do you know why? Because it, it, the reason why it's a white guy is because it was on Vic Armstrong's stunt team and Dolph Lundgren yeah. was so apparently taken aback by like light, lighting a guy on fire. That's a good stunt, isn't it, the way it blows it up good, once yeah. you like Apparently he was so put, put off by lighting a guy on fire that it threw his timing off and apparently the guy actually got singed because he was on fire for too long. True story. And True this was also Jesse Johnson's first movie that he worked on in the US.
2: He had his work cut out in this scene. It's, it's, it is. It's just an awesome gunfight. I love this guy.
1: I am magic! <laughs> I will make... He does, doesn't he? he? Comes at him like a like a, a crazy old magician. Yeah. So I wanted to see Lundgren do some kicks and stuff. None of that.
2: Because this would be this would be he, he awesome. Broke,
1: he broke all those Ming vases. Yeah. Yeah. This would be a good time to have a kung fu sequence.
2: Did it say Die Hard on those batteries?
1: It does. Yeah. Oh, this whole place is a and next, I have a song that goes out to Julie from Arizona. It's Shakadima and Pliers, <laughs> and
2: I want to be your man. <laughs> that's awesome as well.
1: Is that what we're missing nowadays? Squibs. Squibs. Big meaty squibs. Big meaty. I can see your shirt blowing open, squibs. I believe that's what happens when you get shot. Hmm. I just think... this is a great move. Look at that. That dive. Against Chow Yun fat yeah. I think it's cool that we call him Chow young fat He might just have an eating disorder. <laughs> Chow young man of indiscriminate weight.
2: Yeah, that's what it should be called. Yeah. I'd like to actually do the uh, replacement killers on the show.
1: Yeah? Replacing with who? With the... Uh, with the... Uh, with the... Uh, with uh, with weren't, the... Weren't the killers replaced by Ben Foltz Well, No, Mumford & Sons. I don't know who the killers were replaced by. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm trying to make a bad music joke. Just forget it.
2: <laughs> I'd love like to see the lead singer of Mumford & Sons in the replacement
1: killers. What, Been shot repeatedly? <laughs> oh, I'm from London, but I sound mysteriously Irish. <laughs> Fiddly, twiddly, diddly... Oh, bollocks. Oh, little lion man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, going down to Dublin and... I'm from Foy. They sound more Irish than you, too, Mumford and Sons. Yeah. Oh, the fiddly, fiddly, twiddly, the twiddly, fiddly-dee. And we're really from London, but we wish we were from Alabama. <laughs> um... He could have stopped this at any time, and instead he let it get this far, and he's still frustrated. He's like, oh, yeah, because he had man.
2: too much confidence in his shitty henchmen. This is awesome now as well. I just shot my foot off. I thought he did. God, he's just fucked that bloke, isn't yeah. it? Well,
1: he's got covered oh, in he, squibs.
2: Jack, James Spader would come in and get so many
1: holes <laughs> to fuck. <laughs> It's made it like, are you rolling? <laughs> What's this? I'm hard. We've got a camera. <laughs> I think I see a way out of this. He's got a Tommy gun. He's been in a few films, is not he? He is. He's great. Surprise. I just come here from 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> Prohibition era gun. All the rage in 1980. She's still trying to get that undone. He's killed millions of Asians. She's still having trouble with her handcuffs. You can tell she's never been strapped to a bed.
2: 1993, the biggest threat to China was Dalplugan. Yeah. He's got most of the people there. Uh,
1: so let's go back to some of the stories, uh, some of the questions, rather. Jason uh, the Ritter writes, how would Seagal handle the presidential debates? Uh, to which Peter Osmond replied, "He would handle the debate buffet quite well." Yes, it's true. Um, I think, I think, instead of uh, sort of uh, handling the president debates, he would probably want to become president, wouldn't he? I would think so. Yes. Have, have great ties with Russia. I'm friends with Vladimir Putin. I'm gonna be the new president of these years United States, Johnny. And Johnny's going to be my vice president. Oh, yeah. And my first first move as president will be barbecue meats for everybody. My second move as president, I will be having just for men shipped out to all the guys. Everybody can have hair as black as mine. I got no grease, Johnny. I'm 78 years old, and I still look like I'm 22. Stone, 22 stone. <laughs> I went into a bar the other day and I got ID'd for alcohols. <laughs> they thought I was so young. I look like I've just graduated. I think I think him and Donald Trump as vice president would probably really put a nail in the coffin of America once and for all.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. It'd be only them two there. So what? what? What that
1: could happen? Yeah, plus, there'd probably be a shortage of uh, smoked meats if, yes, they, became, yes, uh, if yeah. they became president and vice president. I, I'm going to move into the White House, John. <laughs> I'm going to have you can
2: all about a of food going through <laughs> at all times.
1: Get the secret services guys uh, to do martial arts. If they don't do martial arts, they ain't real services guys, and I don't want them. Me and Donald have got the best hair in America. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? We're just turning the White House into one big buffet and salon all together. I'm having my hair done, Johnny, and (laughs) eating chicken. Fried chicken. (laughs) And playing blues guitar, Johnny. I'd love it if he gave his address to the nation with this guitar. I'm going to sing, talk to my ass, which is what <laughs> I'm going to tell all the other presidencies in the whole world. When they say they want something, I'm going to say, talk to my ass. <laughs> Donald Trump is in the background dancing. Like that, just waving his fucking hair around. His head was full of strawberry jam, who knew it? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Nick Nol- uh Sorry, Jason Ritter <laughs> writes, would Nick Nolte fit in an Expendables film? You're
2: goddamn right, it would. I haven't been Nick Nolte.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. I've <I'd> been <laughs> on
2: <this> long <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you imagine him, Statham and Stallone having a conversation? Statham, what the fuck
2: are you talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm so full of whiskey.
1: Starting <laughs> over You can do all the all
2: the He wants to be on our team. Can't be on our fucking team.
1: <laughs> don't fucking understand what he's fucking saying. Yeah, last
2: time we the Dick Spenderboy babies in, we fucked it. What we this in fucking here for.
1: Uh, it, I I would have Nick Nolte in it, but he would have to like wear the tweed suit of his character in Forty Eight Hours. Yes, go old yeah, get school with it. As that, yeah, yeah. Um, and Jason Ritter wants to know what would Sly's speech be like if he'd won the Oscar for Creed? In my world, Jason, he did. Yes, he did. And his speech would sound like what, Doc? What would his speech sound like?
2: I'd like to everybody on behalf of me. Sylvester Stallone, I thank everybody who worked on Creed. I'd like to thank uh, Michael B. Jordan. He was a tremendous talent in the film, and no doubt in the future he'll be getting his own Oscar. But uh, more or less, less, I'd like to thank me for originally writing Rocky back in 76, so uh, fuck you. That was Sylvester Stallone's (laughs) thank you speech for Creed.
1: Sylvester Stallone going to... I wrote Rocky. And I made lots of movies of Rocky and fuck you all.
2: Yeah, that's the stupid thing. I mean, you know, and they're on about him saying thank you. And yeah, of course, you probably forgot to say thank you, but shouldn't they all be saying thank you for writing Rocky back
1: in the 70s? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I
0: think probably. so. And I don't I think he, think he so. did
1: it, I don't think he did it like spitefully. No, he didn't. I think he and was he, just he, like, even like. the directors bit... turned
2: around afterwards and went,
1: yeah, we don't care. I'm a bit overwhelmed, <laughs> and I'm just going to. You know, whatever. Who knows? Whatever. Um, have you got another question? Have we got another question? I think we've got a couple more questions. Um, got some on the group. got some on the group. Jesse Johnson wrote, uh, my first job in the USA 20 years later, I directed a Dolph Lundgren movie. And I said, uh, yeah, he was awesome in the package. And he was awesome in the
2: package. That's a great film.
1: Is it is. Uh, with uh, dearly departed Darren Shalavi in it. Yes. So do you want to read out Grant Knox's question from the group? Yeah. Where is that? How's that guy still alive? He stuck glass in his face. Because he's... It's probably all the fat that probably just stopped the glass from penetrating his throat. Oh, saving voices glasses again. What are they doing in this place? There. All the money is in cars and vases. Couldn't we just... <laughs> could we just do the cars? No, no, no. The vases are an important part of the operation. <laughs> what, why are the vases an important part? Listen, I came to this country years ago, and vases were my thing. They're still my thing. I don't even care about cars. Yeah, four wheels, whatever. This vases is of the future. Vases is where the money's at. I'm going to invest in this new Apple product. I vases. <laughs> It's this little game where you have to put flowers in vases. What happens if you don't? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's the future. <laughs> uh, Grant Knock, question.
2: One, it's two questions.
1: Is it, it two questions? Well, we'll allow them
2: to. Two. We'll allow him to. Yeah.
1: Uh, Grant Knock, one. How much blind buying do you do? I can still see, so um, that's fine. Are you blind, Doc? I'm not, but I I think he means the Satowichi films. Oh, is that what he... Oh, I have all of them. If he's talking about them, I have all of them. Uh, But how
2: much blind buying
1: do I do? Uh, uh, Quite a little bit, actually, yeah. How much blind buying do I do? Um, Well, lately, um, because I've felt that... for two reasons. Uh, A, because every time I go to Best Buy, I can't find anything I want, so I've stopped my Tuesday night... Trips to Best Buy to pick up new releases. And also, apart from Creed, actually, there hasn't been much out lately that I've really cared about picking up. So what I've actually been doing is going to Amazon. I have a wish list on there of lots of slasher movies. So I'm a bit of a fan of slasher horror films. And also some hammer horror films and also just a, a wish list of general movies as well. And every week that I don't get, like, a new release thing or every other week, or whenever I've got some spare money, I just go on Amazon, I pick two movies... And I just buy them for like 20 bucks or whatever. Um, so I've actually been doing quite a lot of blind buying lately, mostly of genres that I know I like. Yep. Uh, and normally of like uh, maybe starring someone that I like or starring someone or maybe a movie that I've heard of talking on the group or something. Um, but they're all blind, but they're all movies I haven't seen before, mostly. So, uh, so yeah, recently I blind bar- bought Curtains, which was a slasher movie starring John Vernon from 1983 about sleazy John Vernon with his V-neck sweater inviting six women to his palatial mansion. Sweaty Vernon. And being Sweaty Vernon all over them. Lots of boobies in that one. And and then I got uh, Hills Run Red, which was from 2009. Lots of boobies in that one as well. And then, um, in fact, it's almost all boobies. About the only reason to watch it. And um, I also got... um, What's that one about? It's like a comedy slasher movie, like a kind of Spinal Tap. but uh, The Legend of um, Vernon. Um, not Vernon.
2: Got Vernon and the brain.
1: I have. Something like that, anyway. Um, something. It's like, uh, you know Jason, you know Michael, now know this guy. And it's like, behind the mask. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I picked that up. I haven't seen it yet, but I've got it waiting on my shelf. So, yeah, Grant, I've been doing a lot of uh, blind buying lately. That's to that,
2: that is an awesome film. Uh, Yeah, I do a fair bit. I'm I'm quite a... uh, I I make a shit critic because there's not many films I truly hate. Right. Uh, Man of Steel I truly hate. And the other one is that necromantic...
1: Yeah, which I I made you review. I forced you to review it for the website. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I really hated that. But most films are sort of to try and find something good in them.
1: I've I've actually asked them to send you the sequel. And in fact, they're only sending you movies that are about people who fuck corpses...
2: Yeah, I've got 30 copies of ne- Necromantic to watch.
1: Yeah. He's actually selling them at a car boot this weekend, so uh, <laughs> look out, Lester. <laughs> if you're into the old necrophiliacs, then uh, Doc's the man to come yeah, to. Yeah, I'm your man. Yeah. I've got you covered. He's got your, your cock covered in uh, corpse chisms. Yes. Which is a disgusting thought. Uh, so his second part of the question...
2: How much re-watching do you do... ..compared to stuff watching new stuff. I...
1: Uh,
2: I've watched... Uh, a lot of the stuff I've watched just recently is a bit I've never seen before.
1: Well, you're on a bit of a Western kick, aren't you, at the moment? I've watched so many Westerns,
2: I'm almost, almost growing. Um, Spurs.
1: Out of your heels? Yeah. Like some sort of like David Cronenberg body horror type thing?
2: Yeah, I've had to fucking fend off it from me ass a couple of times. He's been trying to fuck me.
1: Um, so I'm I'm looking down. I mean, I I, I don't know. Probably about fifty-fifty. Um, I've done a lot of rewatching this year, but I've also done a lot of new stuff. Uh, I get to watch new stuff for the the website quite a bit, but also we like to go to the cinema. Yeah. Um, and even if it's like a retro screening like once a month we go down to the Nighthawk in Brooklyn and we watch a 35 mil screening of like a, a weird 70s or 80s movie that would have screened on 42nd Street back in the day. The series is called The Deuce, which is what they call 42nd Street. So um, I've been seeing like a new movie on the big screen every month. Um, but I've also been, like I said, blind buying some, some horror movies and watching that. So I'm looking back, you know, Hills Run Red, Curtains, Messiah of Evil, uh, Madman, um, Pray for Death was a new one for me. Uh, We watched. That was
2: new for me as well. Yeah,
1: Kim and I had watched Eddie and the Cruisers 2, which I hadn't seen. Um, Malatesta's Carnival of Blood, that Jim and I did on the diner, that was a new one. Um, John Fallon's The Shelter with Michael Paray in it, which was really good. Deadpool, of course. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of 50-50 for me. Mine's about 30-70. Most of mine's new even new
2: stuff. It's just the uh, westerns. I'm, I'm just, I've am i just watched so many fucking westerns. It's sort of man.
1: But then, you know, you look at, like, a weekend uh, back in February, and I watched Hail Caesar, Runaway Train, Fast Getaway 1 and 2, Tough Guys Don't Dance, The Hidden, Eyes of Fire, Vice Squad. They're all new, you know, mm. so... Like some, like it just depends. Fifty-fifty. Uh, They're old,
2: old films, but watched first time.
1: That's what I think he means, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so what else we got? We got another question. We just got. Um, uh, Dean Garmin uh, or oh, Kim asked, "Do they ever really get to doing it?" Does he? Does he mean as fucking? Yeah, yeah. Do we? No, not. <laughs> not you and me, Doc. Oh, uh, right. Lundgren and the—he's uh, well, not look. Look at George Siegel in this. He's not an imposing figure, is he? Not really. He yeah. looks like a little, just a little moustache weirdo. Um, he looks like the man from Del Monte lost his way and someone gave him a shotgun. Um, I uh, see that film. Yeah, <laughs> the man from Del Monte, annoyed with rising pineapple prices. <laughs> Goes on a rampage through South America like you've never seen. Um, that was Ben Kingsley from *Iron Man*. It was, yeah, it was. You'll yeah. never see me coming. Um, I've seen him coming in in a cup uh, in a in a peep booth in Soho. Yeah, I don't know. it was a promotional thing for *Iron Man* three. Yeah. Oh, she likes that. Uh, she, uh, this is this is Dolph's move. Whenever Dolph is uh, trying to uh, woo a lady, he's like, "Let me let me rub aloe on you." <laughs> She's like, "I don't see any aloe. Don't worry, I, I got some in my bath pot." <laughs> it's <part> white.
2: Aloe <laughs> well, well, white, sticky substance <laughs> comes up the end of my dick.
1: Yeah. Uh, I put some green leaves here to make it look like a aloe, but uh, really it's come. Uh, <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Uh, in this desert heat, it might get sticky and smell a bit, but uh, just enjoy it. Um, I don't know what that is he's eating, but it looks weird. Yeah, it's probably that giant Chinese man's testicle. Yeah, probably. Uh, so she says, "Do they ever really get to doing it? No, uh, unless you assume by the end of it that they've done it." Uh, yeah, because he's had like, it, you know. We see them kind of about to get it on here. And then we see um, them at the end, like, making out while she's dressed as a detective again or whatever, mm-hmm. a lieutenant again. And then, um, but so it's assumed that if they haven't done it, they probably will do it in the near future.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm sure does. is. I'm sure they do. Yeah.
1: He's like, do you want to go back to our railway bridge? I'll smit out of you. And she's like, can't we just do it here in the trailer? No, no, I have to go back to the bridge. I can only get hard. If I, I, got, if, I, don't <laughs> if I do if know. If I do it in the trailer, my dad has to watch. <laughs> yeah. and then he has, Go on, son. He has, Put it in her. A- he has to bring my, my grandfather Bilbo and my other grandfather Gandalf. <laughs> they have to sit in the background. Um... So, uh, yeah, I think that answers Kim's question. Dean Garman says, how do you feel about not getting to meet me while I was in NYC and what effect is it likely to have on your life? Um, I would say that I was sad to have not seen Dean Garman. Um, And uh, what effect will it have on my life? I don't know. My effect will be that I haven't seen Dean Garman. That's a shame. You're a busy
2: boy, though, aren't you?
1: I am. No, I mean, you know, I I think that um, it was inconsiderate that uh, Dean didn't come to work with me (laughs) one day as, like, a bring-your-child-to-work day kind of thing. Um, And I could have just taken him along. He could have dressed like a little girl, with a little, like, pigtail wig or something. Yeah. He's covered her bra in aloe vera. She's never going to get that out now. No. Nah, you ruined a bra. Ruined it. Ruined it. Takes all the elasticity out of it. Look out, buttocks. <laughs> Vic Armstrong turned to Jesse Johnson. You just stay here in your trailer. I'm going to go <laughs> under the bridge with Dolph and this model. She really wants it, doesn't she? Does Aunt Armstrong know about this? Sharp. Just, Just get in the trailer. Don't worry about it. It'd
2: be awesome now if you saw four little kids running away from the train. Little fat kid at the back looking for his comb.
1: Yeah. Or if you saw Indy, yeah. young Indiana Jones fighting with uh, the guy who wants the cross of El Jefe back or whatever it is. How did oh, they oh. not know a train was coming? Why would you be that scared? It sounds like it's coming at you. Yeah, it's it's above th- you. Yeah. Yeah. You're under a bridge. Did you not go under the bridge and go, I wonder what that bridge is? Oh, it's a train bridge. Yeah, there was uh, the BMX Bandits. <laughs> they uh, contemplated a crossover film, but um, Dolph was like, if they come near me, I'm going to shoot them. All those lads wanted to do was see some tits. Yeah, Brian Trenchard-Smith was like, can't I just shoot a sequel here? <laughs> and uh, Dolph was <laughs> like...
2: location scouting.
1: He was, for John Wick 2, the Australian news. Now, John Wick 2, directed by Brian Trenchard-Smith, in Australia... Oh. oh. That would be a movie and a half. I think we're done with all the questions. I think we are done with the questions. <laughs> I like the questions, though. We should keep this up. Please send us in more questions. Uh, feel free to email us at kickass at gmail.com. Feel free to message us on the Facebook page. Uh, you can send us questions anytime. time. doesn't just have to be in the lead up to a show. No. And we will, uh, we will do it later. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Facebook page is, of course, uh, Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid, uh, facebook.com forward slash Dr. Action and the kick Kid. And don't forget, you can always message us, uh, at aftermoviediner.com. And, uh, you can find out all the new contributors' articles and listen to podcasts and everything else Oh, they're they're doing very well. We're very proud of them. Uh, Grant Knock just wrote another fucking awesome article about James Bond, um, which I would suggest everyone read. Grant Knock is knocking out of the park. He likes, he likes the Bond, doesn't he? He loves the Bond, and quite rightly so, even if he is a fan of the Daniel Craig, which I'm not. Um... He, uh, he does write very eloquently about it and well worth checking out his articles, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pete Rosmond, he wrote about uh, a nice sort of action post-apocalyptic movie, if you're into that. Uh, Kiva every week r- writes about Bollywood movies, if you're into them. Uh, she's done an action one. Uh, who else? We've got Taya uh doing her comic book movie video reviews, which are awesome. Uh, Jim and I are doing the After Movie Diner every week. Doc and I are doing Doctor Action twice a month. It's a happening website. I don't know what more people aren't over there. Let's go make it happen. Porn? Is that what they want? Porn? Yeah, um, Doc and I have done Things I've Jizzed On, a video series. <laughs> and really, it's really good. They're 30-second videos because we know that people have a short attention span.
2: No, and we can't, we can't keep it in for more than 30 seconds.
1: Well, no, we just film things after we've jizzed on them. Yeah. And we just go, oh, this this handbag, jizzed on that. Yeah, candle. Candle, jizzed on that. And that's small it. Small that's child. The, that's the video. No, no, I've never done that, Doc. That was all you. <laughs> I had to remove that one from uh, YouTube. I got, a, I got a cease and desist letter from small children. Um, got a ukulele, jizzed on that. Um, uh, some dried jizz, and I jizzed on it a second time. So double jizz. <laughs> <laughs> um... Dead person's back. All <laughs> <So, laughs> oh, the things
2: you find in Central Park. <laughs>
1: um, pig's mouth. That was uh, that was a special present to David Cameron, who I know yeah. likes that stuff. Shitty brakes on a Ferrari. You can tell the brakes were made by an Italian. Yeah. So I mean, what's the uh, stopping why do you distance? you want to stop? The stopping distance is like. <laughs> You'll be stopping in a mile. <laughs> if you want to stop at a car, make sure you plan up at the head. I oh, don't know what your budget
2: was, cos obviously they've got fucking Ferraris. Yeah,
1: the budget and Jeff all Lewis's on tash on.
2: Jeffrey Lewis's, Lewis's tash. Because Lewis's... was insured yeah. for $10 million. Uh,
1: who did that flip with the Ferrari, do you reckon?
2: Uh,
1: my guess, Keanu Reeves. I think whoever did it was... I think they probably did it and went, Nailed it! And then drove mm. away. They were like, no, no, you got to come back here. I'm off! I nailed it! Done. Taking your car. <laughs> I think it was Statham. Yeah. Statham's a good stunt driver, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah. I don't believe George Seagal can drive like this. No. No. Holiday Road... This was uh, National Lampoon's uh, Dolph, Dolph Vacation. It's like Jeffrey, get back in your car! What are you doing, man? I like Jeffrey Lewis. Yeah, he's
0: probably having a wank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's probably replaying that scene when uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme has a fantasy about his twin having sex with his wife. <laughs> he's probably replaying that in his sheriff's car. Yeah.
2: What are cars
1: that? That's, I don't know. It's probably Dick Armstrong's car.
2: (laughs) It's like, that's it. I'm doing a Sam Raimi. I put my car in every movie I direct.
1: It's going to be like a Hitchcock cameo, only it's just going to be my cock. Yeah. It's like a my cock cameo. Who's my cock? No, no, no. My cock, my dick, is going to be in every movie I do. How, but you're not, you're not able to show male genitalia <laughs> It'll be in there You won't be able to tell But I'll know where it is
2: You can't see it But I can There it is
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying down in that bush over there With my willy out You know in the cake shop earlier Before he blew it up My dick was in one of the cakes <laughs> One of the watermelons I had fucked it. There's my dick. You saw the close up just there. It was disguised as a gear stick, but really it's my penis. That was such a I weird cutaway, wasn't
2: record it? I've the most penises <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> oh, look at that. Huh? Yeah, I bet when when uh, Ferrari watched this film they were like,
1: "Fuck. What? Whoa, whoa." Yeah, the handling is rotten, the braking is shit. <laughs> Not only that, but George Siegel says that it can go 170 miles an hour. Where actually the top speed was two hundred and twenty. There's uh, the Griswolds
2: now. Cranston. What? <laughs> Brian Cranston. Breaking back.
1: Oh yeah. It's a good movie that I enjoyed watching it. It wasn't what I expected. I expected more action.
2: It's, oh, it's, I, I, like I say, when I was younger, I fuck, it. I still love it. I think it's a, it's a really good film.
1: Yeah,
2: but it could definitely do with it. I think once you've seen that gunfight, yeah, because it's so awesome. You know, I want the whole rest of the movie, movie to, to, be. to be like
1: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Segal just went, light the cigar for me. Why? I'm going to see Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, put it in my bumhole while I'm driving. <laughs> Uh, But, yeah, and not only that, but it gets stuck in sand. So, I mean, the Ferrari does not have a good time with this.
2: Fucking well-directed, though, isn't
1: it? Oh, yeah, very well-directed. Editing is a little odd at times, but well-directed. I just feel like the pace could have been kept up a little bit. Yeah. But no, Armstrong's solid. Solid director. I think because of his stunt work, people don't think of him also as a director, you know what I mean? Oh, they're fucking fools. Uh, We do, of course, because we know what we're talking about.
2: Oh, we know what we're talking about.
1: He's
2: even got a neckerchief around his thigh, now.
1: Yeah, well, the whole movie was sponsored by uh, Jeff Neckerchief. Yeah. From um, Taiwan. <laughs> that was his Anglo name when he moved to America, he changed it.
2: Oh, yeah, it's the only way he could find work. And back in those days, there was like a. They didn't want people from Taiwan living there. So we had to uh, come up with an angle. And Neckerchiefs were there. George Seagal's actually Japanese. Yeah. He's, no, a-
1: he's actually uh, Steven Seagal's kid. Yeah. Because Stephen Scalzi is actually o- older than George Segal, <laughs> even though George Segal looks older, Stephen Scalzi is actually older. Yeah, because Stephen Scalzi is actually about a hundred and three years old at this point, I think.
2: Yeah, he's. It's because uh, uh, George uh, George Segal, Stephen Segal has uh, drank uh, the highest Buddhist monk's piss, and that's what's kept him young looking. And he does look young, Stephen Segal. I wish I looked like him when I was 105.
1: I wish I looked like George Segal right now. Yeah. With that tash.
2: Yeah. I could grow a tash like that. It's a very thick and full
0: mustache.
2: George Segal actually, he found out about this role five years before he actually took the role in order to grow the mustache.
1: Do you think yeah. it's really? Do you think it's like Tombstone where they really grew their own mustaches, or do you think that this is all fake mustache work?
2: No, this is this is real. George Scott took five years to turn down the uh, role of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's role in. And uh, I don't know not, that was two thousand. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. No,
1: I don't know what you're talking about either. You've lost it, Girl, Yeah,
2: he, he turned down the role of uh, Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas to uh, to grow the tash for this role. That's trivia you won't see on IMDb. I can't believe that Kurt Russell can grow a moustache like that. It's really huge. I like it. It's, quite, I mean, it's cool. And oh. in Bone Tom Hort. That's a beard, though, isn't it? It's, uh, it's Hateful Eight with his huge moustache in there. I preferred Bone Tomahawk. That's better is it? Yeah, that's why I liked it. Give it up, I want the pop vinyl from him Don't from that.
1: Me. Me yeah, that would be amazing. Here, it so is... What I wanted to know, because they keep calling him Santa... <laughs> Is is that what Lundgren's playing? Is that why he wears the red shirt? This is this is before Santa became such a
2: household name. Oh, it's like wants, a,
1: it's like a prequel to it's Santa. It's a
2: prequel, yeah. That's why he's wearing red. And when he takes off her top and sees a huge white bosom with a huge red nipple on it, that's when he thinks it's uh, Rudolph.
1: And he said, "Do you want me to come down your chimney?"
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's why Santa's sled's not a Ferrari. No. <laughs> yeah, it can be the only reason that he could actually yeah, look, it just hits him on his leg.
1: San- Santa's sled in uh in this movie is his is, is Lundgren's penis. Oh yeah. And Rudolph is the little red tip. <laughs> I'll well, kid, Ant Man's
2: probably the uh, strongest super, uh, superhero, isn't he? Why? Because he's so small, he could go down the end of your dick Right. and then regrow himself and he'd blow your dick up.
1: Yeah, I suppose so.
2: So he's like, that strongest, isn't he? Forget the vision <laughs> and everything. Yeah. You know, when Thanos turns up, he can just crawl down his bellend.
1: That's that's how they're going to kill him. That's how they're yeah. going to kill Thanos. Thanos is going to be if like, i got this! that's
2: how they do it, I yeah. will fucking clap and applaud. Stand right up and applaud. Yeah, for a full and two then, hours. And then
1: ask for money because you came up with the idea. Yeah. Fuck you! He looks like he's strangling Manuel from Faulty <laughs> Towers. <laughs> I do not know Mr. Faulty. Yeah. Uno, dos, tres...
2: Also, George Segal insisted that Dolph Lundgren really punch him because yeah. he's a method actor.
1: He's a method actor. What he, what he didn't expect was that Dolph also likes to take a crap on his victims. <laughs>
2: okay, <boy. Stand> back. <laughs> I think that was a real bold one. Do you think it was polystyrene? It was
1: a huge biscuit that they baked <laughs> on set. <laughs> he took it from the... Uh, Catering Took it from the catering truck this is, this is my <laughs> biscuit <laughs> He says that a lot, doesn't he? He does Seagull. say fuck a lot I like the way the police take Siegel away They leave the two people who were shot to fuck on the floor They all leave, look Guess we got the bad guys Are you going to call an ambulance? No, no, we're not going to call an ambulance But it takes me nine months of bullet to, to heal No Good luck with that. You're, you're alone with uh, Bilbo Gandalf, who's got to look after yeah. you. I don't think either of those wheels are going to <laughs> yeah, fit on that trailer.
2: To, yeah, cuts to him behind the thing <laughs> and he shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think either of those wheels are going to fit on her truck. Can't there be
2: that much work out
1: there for him? He's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Now, Now, tell me if I'm wrong... But that sheriff's uniform makes her look so hot. I mean, look at the way those pants gather at the front. If that's not the most attractive thing ever. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It really shows off her womb. Yeah. That's what I like. She's good for breeding. (laughs) Got a funny shape, isn't she? Yeah. It's like human shape. (laughs) That was awkward. She's trying to get away. He's yeah. like, No no, we're meant to kiss till the film ends. She's like, No, 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 I've got to go. He's like, No, wait a minute. Then he throws her into the truck. She's all unhappy about that. He's like, Which neckerchief am I gonna wear today? I got two of them. She gets forwarding it at that tree. I think if there, if he was if he was he man, he should also be Freddy and Scooby Doo. Fuck Jason. Well, that's um, just natural. Not uh, Jason, what was his name? Freddie Prince Junior it should have been Dolph Lundgren Mm. I'd pay him to polish Velma's glasses (laughs) I love the sleazy saxophone in this I like to imagine uh, James Spader playing it with his butthole yeah there he is Michelle Michelle Phillips played Esther yeah good right
2: Nicholas Chinland Chinland
1: right indeed Chinland um, Ken Blazer Seagull, damn it Look, Yeah, Spellos Peter Spellos It's my friend, Peter Spellos on Facebook He is my friend
2: Allion He's I, my friend on Facebook
1: I've got this soundtrack on vinyl Have you? Um, yeah, it's my favourite of all the soundtracks I put it on when I'm about to make love
2: Yeah it really does shit on Gone with the
0: World.
2: <laughs> You're Yoram Basili. Dana Lustig. I wonder if she's any uh, relation to William.
1: Uh, w- William who? Lustig.
2: No. Second unit, Andy
1: Armstrong. I think he's lucky to have a second unit. Mm. I've just got the mm. one. And uh, it's I've done got me wrong, right. and it doesn't work very well. <laughs> if you had a second one, it could be a backup. Mm. Or you put... assistant to the production designer, Jesse Johnson. Yeah, you put put, put someone uh, put someone's backup. I think um, Jesse Johnson probably he probably just covered for his uncle. Mm. Were you in uh, Arizona again filming naked women? No, no, no. It was a Dolph Lundgren movie. It was all action. <laughs> i know what kind of action it was dirty action dirty 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 action. dirty action oh john carpenter just put up a message let's play a game for those going to my concerts list your city and what theme you want me to play there the one with the most votes wins and i'll play it
2: oh well uh, mark mark burns has already commented on that i got a like off john carpenter
1: What do I want him to play? I I mean, the trouble is I want him to play the Escape from L.A. theme, but no one will go for that. Um,
2: Go for Escape from New York, then. No, 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 Assault on Precinct 13. That's my favourite one. That's
1: your favourite one? Sure, why not? Assault... On Precinct 13 would be awesome. There we go. I've written it down. See how many likes I get. Probably none. Nobody likes me. Right. All right. Well, that was, uh, with a little bit of interruption, that was Army of One, Joshua Tree, Stein, Dolph Langren. Hope you enjoyed it. Yes, I hope you enjoyed it as well. Now, I'm away the next two weekends, um, but maybe the first weekend in April we do the next one. That should be fine with me. So uh yeah, so I'm away um for that. I, I want suggestions
2: on what people would like to hear me
1: Yeah, so let's yeah, let's hear what people want to um let's hear uh from people what they want us to do and we can do it and it'll be fun and it'll be enjoyable. Yes. But, all right. Uh but I have to uh go uh now, but uh thanks ever so much uh for doing it again, Doc. And we'll do it again in three weeks. Excellent. Thanks. So be, yeah, 1st of April. Thank you, sir. All right, then. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Take care. Enjoy your evening. Goodbye. Goodbye,
0: sir. Bye. Bye. 18 plus.